victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. All of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear, and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves that the horror never ends. Uh, and this week it didn't. <laughs> but more on that later, right, Pedro? That's right. Each episode we seek out and review a brand new horror movie, and then we go back and find a classic work with similar themes. Uh, we're going to include spoilers for the new film, but we're going to wait until the very end. Uh, if you guys don't want to hear it, just turn us off when you hear the spoiler alert, and you won't miss a thing. Now, we generally assume you guys have already seen the classic film, so we're always going to spoil anything that has been out for at least uh, one year. Uh, the other thing we're going to do is use some four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, so fucking get used to it. <laughs> if you're listening, you're going to hear some fucks, some shits, a couple of other words as well, I'm sure. And uh, gotta throw a cunt in there. That's a, that's always a good one. You don't hear it very often. Uh, well, you on this show in, Amer- in America. <laughs> uh, I'm Lance. That was Philip. Brian's here, and uh, our good friend uh, Pedro's back, man, from K Fabulous Lucha Brothers. What's uh, up, man? What's going on? You tell us, man. What's up? Oh, nothing. Just um, you know, when it comes to horror, that's that's my that's my jam right there. So I really uh, I hit you guys up on this one. I was like, let me go ahead and get on there and uh, talk a little bit about my favorite horror films of the year. And you were like, cool. And that's where we're at right now. Well, what do you guys uh, for for li- we got a few new listeners that we picked up over the last uh, month or two. I, I think the last time you you were on was maybe three months ago. We did uh, what, the horror films of Mexico, right? Yeah, was that three months ago? Wow, that's a lot. That was... um, time flies, man. Yeah, uh, but what? You... I, no, I was gonna say uh, I I do recall we were watching the uh, we were talking about the trailers for that for that particular episode, and I remember it was uh, uh, the the temple, uh, rememory, right. and I and I believe Red Christmas. Now, have did any of you guys <laughs> ever catch any of those three films? These two yeah. saw Red Christmas. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we did a show on Red Christmas. <laughs> okay, well, Red Christmas was uh, very, uh, it was kind of very political there at the end, which what? was weird. I, I mean, the entire message of the movie was, was you know, uh, kind of a kind of a right wing kind of message about, you know, well, I'm not going to spoil it because it's still kind of a new movie, mm-hmm. but uh, but it just got weird at the end, and it's it's a, it's it had a decent opening, but the ending was just kind of weird, and it left me with a kind of a bad taste in my mouth. Um, but I did get to check out Rememory and the Temple. Yeah, and remember the thing about Rememory? The big joke out of that episode was Peter we're Dinkley. wondering, yeah, but we're wondering if anybody was ever just gonna get that pink elephant out of the way, right? We were saying like if they were gonna uh, yeah, ask him. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, they do actually use that. They do say, you know, he's a little person, so they do bring it up just so he could. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it was it was a 
decent thriller. I mean, you kind of knew if, if you watch these kind of films, you kind of knew where it was going from the get go, and it was kind of by the numbers. But I still had fun watching it. Now the temple, I mean, that was just it was just horrible. I didn't really like it oh, at no. all, and and um, you know, it's just one of those generic video on demand by the numbers kind of film, and that's mm-hmm. it. That's pretty much all I got to say about it. So um, so I did get to catch those uh, later on, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I know. Red Christmas and uh, Temple are both on Netflix right now. Oh, okay, cool. So hell, if you don't have to pay for it, you, you would you would uh, at least recommend people check it out if they got Netflix anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. Any genre film with a budget, um, because you know, you know, um, you get, do you guys have Amazon Prime? Yes. Well, you yeah, know they, do. You, know, you know they throw every single kind of fucking shit on there, like like mm-hmm. they, garbage. <laughs> like I'm talking about basement horror. That's what it's really called, and it's like fuck. Like you see some of this shit, and you know it was shot like a. It's like it's like a like a graduate film trying to get a degree and shit. And you're like, God damn it! <laughs> and once you press play, you're kind of stuck with it, and you're like, Well, let me see where the first fifteen minutes take me. And you know they're gonna take you nowhere, but you still give it a shot anyway. And it's like, fuck. But you know, Netflix is a little better with their selections, and you know they're they're they they deal with films that have a little more of a budget. So if you do get a chance to watch horror movies that 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 are like made with by actual professionals, then go ahead and watch them. And the temp memory go ahead and watch they're pretty good so uh listen for the for the people listening that don't know how to find your podcast where are you where are you guys at uh what do you cover like what are, what have some of your most recent shows been well we cover professional wrestling if that's your thing but we we have a gimmick we have a whole this whole idea of uh the k fabulous lucha brothers came about when uh when me and my buddy big d who's uh he's kind of uh his his name is geekdom 101 on youtube um he um we were getting together and we would always talk about these podcasts coming up you know this is about five years ago and how they're all kind of like they're all stick in the muds, you know, and we're, and we're like, they're just covering men in tights, you know, they're literally talking about men, men, wrestlers, men in fucking tights, and they do it so fucking serious, you know, they get so analytical about it, and I'm like, we should do something where we look at the humorous side of wrestling, because there's a huge section of wrestling that's pretty goddamn humorous, because it's 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 a little bit low brow, but it's also, it, it lacks self-awareness, and sometimes there's comedy in that, and so when, when you kind of get involved with that, there, there's a lot of potential there for some good content so we kind of became a parody of like what a analytical you know straight fucking to the nose wrestling podcast would be and there's a lot of them out there and so um so we got we've kind of developed this little cult following and so um so yeah it's called k fabulous lucha brothers and we're on geekdom101.com and the thing about us is that we're very, very on PC. And that's one of the, we always knew we were going to get a limited audience because of that. Um, like, for example, when we talk about the female wrestlers, you know, we're not talking about their skill, if you know what I'm saying, you know. So, <laughs> as wrestlers, you know, so, so it's, it's, it could get, it, it could kind of get very on PC for a lot of people, especially now we live in a very PC world. Um, but it, again, we're characters. I mean, I'm a character on there. My partner's a character on there. And the, and the fans of the show understand that. But somebody that's coming to a cold might be very, very insulted by some of the shit we say, you know. But anyways, that's the show. Um, and we are on Geekdom 101. We did. Um, we got a year in review coming up. We talk about the entire uh, the entire year in professional wrestling that was 2017, and then uh, before that, we had our special alphas and betas show 
uh, covering. So we get all these wrestlers, and, mm-hmm. and we'll tell you if they're either alphas or they're betas. You know, in other words, either real men or they're fucking pussies. And what we do there is we kind of get. Every wrestler, and you know, we kind of delve into their personality. You know, some of the things that's come out of uh, about them in real life, and okay. so pretty much, so pretty much, that's what we do. And then we we put you either in the alpha category or in the beta category, and that's that. <laughs> we, kind of, we kind of go, and it, again, it's very you know un PC, but we just have fun with it. Cool. Well, man, I'll tell you what. Speaking that that goes right into what I was going to ask you about next, man. Speaking of, uh, 2017 in general, I understand you saw a lot of horror movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And, um, uh, geez, I, like I was telling you off fair. I think I saw just about any, all of them. I mean, I don't think anybody could come at me right now and just, uh, tell me a film that came out this year that I haven't seen. And that's either, that's either embarrassing or that, or good, depending on <laughs> where, where we stand here. I just had a lot of time in my hands this year. And uh, which is not going to be the case in 2018 because um, I'm gonna be a little busier. But but I did get the chance to kind of uh, watch a shit ton of horror films. So you got some uh, you got some standouts. We're do, we're doing uh, like our top our top and bottom next week. So uh, you, you okay. got a top and a bottom or what? Um, I have a I have a well, I have just kind of a top ten here. Um, okay. So, and they're in no particular order. These are just the films that kind of just stood out to me. Um, I'm going by gut instinct here. The ones, you know, the ones that we really appreciate, we kind of still think about, you know, six, seven, eight months down the road. So that, that's kind of how I base my list here. Okay. Um, so the first one that I saw, and again, a, a lot of these films, because as you guys know, with the horror genre, with distribution and, and, the, and the festival circuit, some of these films are, you know, they they had a 2016 release date, but they but they really became available 2017. So I know there's a lot of you know horror horror aficionados that are kind of snobby when it comes to that, and it's like I'm just gonna go by when I saw them, and as long as they were releasing between 2016 and 2017, because a lot of the times again, if they're doing the festival circuit, like the technical release date is when they're in the festival circuit, not when they're available to us. So that could be you know like like there was this film that came out. Uh, this year called the Black Coast Daughter. Did you guys get to watch it? No, no I've, not I've heard of it. I've, some people love it and some yeah. people hate it. Okay, you so got Hermione in it, right? Yeah, so that film came out. It's the actual date where it's, it supposedly says it came out was like 2015 or 16, but it it actually just became available to watch like like uh, less than a year ago. So it's like there you 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 start to understand mm-hmm. how like the dates could be a little misleading sometimes. Sure. Um so anyways. Um but anyway, so the first film I saw was uh was a Spanish film. I believe it was from Spain uh called The Similars. Have you guys heard of, of this film? I I've, I've heard of it. That's yeah. what they talked about it on a uh, horror news radio. Okay, I didn't know about that. That is that a podcast? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a podcast that Brian and I've been listening to for a, for a long time. Um, is it people that like take the form of other people, like uh, change change their look, change their face, or something like that? Uh, yes, yes, it is, and it's very um, it's 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 a it's a film from not from the United States, which could be very artsy, you know, artsy or whatever, and um. Uh, it's kind of like a like a ninety minute Twilight Zone episode, and it's an incredible fucking film. Um, it, it's uh, I'm just gonna. It, it, there's about these people that are stuck in a train station, so already kind of the narrative kind of gives you this claustrophobic feeling, and you know, of course, there, there, there's a there's a thunderstorm going on outside, and then this you have this weird kid 
Kind of like the kid from like the Twilight Zone episode where he sends people to the cornfield and shit. Yeah, of course. So, and, and this kid has these weird powers, and from there, that's where the story kind of picks off. I'm not gonna spoil it, but uh, you know, you have like maybe like six or seven characters stuck in a train station or a bus station i forget and you have this kid with these weird powers and that's where i'll leave it but it was an incredible film the way it was shot it's in black and white um but that's that's for aesthetic purposes not because not for budgetary reasons and it's just um it's so it's so creepy it's very fucking creepy and one of the i always felt like one of the things that makes horror films great and 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 something that rarely gets talked about is the creep factor in a horror film like for everybody everybody gets so concerned about the scares right everybody wants to build up to the scares but nobody ever does anything atmospheric anymore where the entire picture is like surrounded by this weird creepy like you know uh, scope you know what i'm saying so it's like i kind of mm-hmm. miss that and the similars hat has that so if you guys could watch that uh check it out i think it might be streaming on either netflix or amazon prime i forget where but definitely check it out cool yeah I, I heard a lot of good things about it the next one that i really enjoyed number two would be the balco experiment did you guys see that yeah brian yeah what'd you think brian i, I really enjoyed that one now, now, this film wasn't breaking any new ground. It just reminded me about, A, how these kind of films r- rarely get theatrical distribution anymore, and I kind of appreciated that. And B, I just it was just a fun time, man. It was it was just seeing all these characters in one setting, which is pretty much in this building. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, with this limited runtime, the director... Um, kind of, kind of found a way to kind of give a little scope to a lot, of, a lot of these characters, you know. And again, there was a lot of, you know, one-dimensional characters as well. But I, I just really, I just really liked the way the filmmaker used his time with, with the, with the, with the characters and the limited time that he had. And again, just, just, um, it was like battle royale, kind of like in a, in a condensed building, um, kind of, kind of like Lord of the Flies a little bit as well. So it was a good time, man. And it just made me appreciate these kind of films because when i was growing up we used to get these kind of films all the time now you know mm-hmm. you got to have a hundred million dollars to get a theatrical run you know those, these kind of days are over but this one for whatever reason got a theatrical run and so i appreciate it for what it was so and i haven't revisited this one on on, on home media maybe maybe that my rating will go down a little bit because it was a lot of it was the setting that i saw it in but uh this one definitely left an impression on me yeah, it was uh, our friend, our friend uh, Kevin. It was his his favorite movie of the year, his or his favorite horror movie of the year. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he put it at number one. Now, did you see uh, Pedro? Did you see a movie called Mayhem? Yeah. Kind of yeah, sim- kind of similar, right? Uh, well, as far as the setting, yeah, but I think Mayhem was a little wackier. You know, it was right, a little I more. Agree. There was more comedy. Um, another film. Uh, that, that I really enjoyed was a film called Demon. Uh, by by, it, this is a Polish film, and it's it's directed by a Polish filmmaker uh, called Marcin uh, Rona. Did you guys get to catch the film Demon? Uh uh-uh. uh No, I haven't seen it. Okay, that one I believe is yeah, that one's not available either. So pretty much, Demon deals with a uh, a guy who's about to get married. And, you know, you have the whole marriage thing, the whole marriage, uh, you, you know, the party or whatnot. Right. But, uh, and, it, and his friends are saying, don't do it, man. Don't do it. She's a demon. <laughs> Tippy toe. That's <laughs> the code like word. Saving Silverman or what? 
Uh, no, it's not like that. Or, 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 or my real life. Just put it that way. I saw. Leave it at that. But um, so, so the thing is, uh, so, so this guy's about to get married, and right. where he's where he's gonna have the reception. Um, it turns out that 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 place is kind of possessed by by a demon, you know. And so the demon kind of takes over him. So the rest of the film is him trying to, kind of like keep this demon inside of him while still trying mm-hmm. to go through with this wedding. And so it, 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 it's, it's a, it's a, it has some dark comedy, you know, but it's, 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 it actually could be very scary in some parts. So okay. people haven't checked out demon, go ahead and check it out because it's definitely, it, it'll definitely leave an impression on you. And again, it's an inter- international film. They always turn, they always tend to have a little, a little bit more of a punch because right. uh, I, I feel those kind of filmmakers have a lot more artistic freedom to tell us whatever they want to tell us. So, um, so there you go. You have demon as well. Um, Another one that I saw was uh, Cabin 28. Now, Cabin 28 was kind of a low-budget film. Okay. Uh, it deals with uh, – it's, it's based on a true story, and it deals with this uh, family that was murdered many years ago in, in the aforementioned Cabin 28. But what I like about – and it's more of a home invasion kind of film more so than actual which, – which for a lot of people could be even scarier than ghosts or demons or whatever. So um, – but, but there is a couple scenes there that really stood with me uh, in this film. Um, particularly, there's this scene where uh, this, this guy kind of knocks at the door trying to get inside the house. And this, and this young girl is kind of, you know, she's scared. So she doesn't want to open the door. But there's this, this conversation between the two of them uh, that, that really kind of creeped me out because of the fact that, you know, it was like, like, one in the morning and you have somebody coming at your door trying to kind of, you know, that whole deal where somebody will knock at your door like at one in the morning trying to use the phone because they're stranded outside, that whole aspect of it. So same thing here. And 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 this conversation went on for about a good four minutes of the film, but it was so creepy and and actually very intense because the way the filmmaker made that, uh, he kind of made you feel for this girl and he kind of did a good job on trying to put you into her her peripheral as far as what she's going through. And it really kind of scared me as, as, as this conversation is going on especially because the guy had a more rugged kind of voice going on and you could just see his shadow with a hoodie which made it even even you know more scarier so i'll just leave it at that but that was one of the ones that made left an impression on me so that's cabin uh 28 i'm gonna check um, it out is it on uh, netflix or anything i don't know that one i don't know i think that one i saw you know through through certain means i guess through i'll quest- just leave questionable <laughs> methods is it, isn't that how the human centipede started I don't think I'll ever ask anybody for a phone in the middle of the night. That sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. it's funny because that concept, going to somebody's house in the middle of the night asking for a phone, it could mm-hmm. work either way. You could be the victim the, by being the one that's asking for the phone, or you could be the victim by the one that's letting people use your phone. Either way. I just don't want to get tied to somebody's ass is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, okay, so then the next one, uh, was uh, better watch out. Did you guys get to? I know you guys. Well, I know one oh, of you guys yeah. had a. Yeah, uh, yeah. You didn't really it. like Brian. No, I still have. Huh? I still haven't seen it. I'm hearing great things about it. Oh, Brian, okay. Brian, no, cause, cause, oh, no, Brian, I loved Brian it. Loved I loved it. loved it. Yes. Okay, so that one I'm not gonna say anything because, as Brian knows, the more you say, the less is gonna. You know, it's it's very uh, spoilery. If you know what I'm yeah, saying. So I, I've, I've, I've already I've already heard it all, brother. I've heard all the spoilers, man. Yeah, but maybe Phil hasn't, so I gotta you know I gotta watch out for him. Maybe maybe our listeners uh, haven't, right? 
So, yeah. So, or the listeners. I haven't seen it. It's probably not going to happen. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, so the thing is, um, again, there's a great twist. When I first saw this twist in this film, like I thought it was so fucking clever. You know, right. you know, sometimes you're watching a film, you know, and you and you and you see a certain twist or something or a certain kind of a scene or whatever, and you're like, God damn, that's so obvious. Why didn't I think of that? You know what I'm saying? But it's so mm-hmm. obvious. Like that's such a great turn. Um, there's a little bit of the only thing that kind of this movie kind of gets kind of dumb towards the end because some of some of the things the I guess you could say the villain does are kind of uh, you know you just want to. You're gonna choke the bastard, you know. I saw, you know, <laughs> and, and so it's like, come on, you know. Ooh. But <laughs> so I really like Better Watch Out. The less said about it, the better. Everybody should definitely check it out. I thought it was very original. Um, I don't know how it holds up after repeat viewings because part of the impact is that initial twist, and then after that, it kind of turns into a kind of a home invasion movie. But right. but other than that, it's pretty fucking good, and and people should check it out. Uh, another one I saw was uh super dark times have you guys checked that one out no that that is on netflix right now though oh man you should definitely see that one's very very dark and that one's kind of well it's about um this this group of kids and it's one of those kind of artsy fartsy kind of films that kind of takes its time Mm -hmm. kind of uh, showing you the character yeah you could call it that um uh, these kids kind of uh fucking around they they kind of uh they get into trouble. Let's just say that. And from there, the way they kind of uh, deal with their consequences of getting into trouble, you kind of delve into all these three kids' personalities. And then it kind of builds to the third act where, like, shit hits the fan. And, and you know, cer- cer- certain kids were able to handle their trauma better than the other kids. And then shit happens. And what I like about this film is that it kind of gives you that suburbia kind of Amblin Entertainment kind of beginning with the kids and the fucking sure. the bikes. And the you know and the little you know, uh, it has a very Stranger Things dash it remake kind of kind of vibe to it. Oh. But, then it but then it gets very fucking dark and kind of very adult. You know, like I don't think this kind of film would ever be released in in the theater by a big studio because it just where it goes, it kind of that's not that's not what they do. So so again, uh, it, it it's called Super Dark Times, and it's if it's available for streaming on Netflix, then people should definitely check it out because that's 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 a great fucking movie if you're into that kind of a. Uh, Kind of like you know, slow peeling of the layers kind of kind of film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm writing that one down right yeah, now. That sounds it, good. I just put it in my Netflix queue. And then and then uh, the last one I'll talk about is uh, and one of the one of my favorite films of the year is uh, the film called MFA. Did you have did you guys ever watch that one? No, I've dude, seen the trailer. Educating us here, man. I don't even know what that is. Well, <laughs> so MFA oh, is wow. Pretty much, uh, it's pretty much a that, that it's kind of like a revenge flick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uh it's essentially uh this this chick you know who, who's uh, whose name is Francesca Eastwood and I've seen oh. her on a lot of lower yes. budget. She's been that's propping cl- out. That's Clint. Yeah. That's Clint Eastwood's uh, daughter, and boy is she fucking smoking Ooh. hot, dude. Oh uh, yeah, but she's got hello, some, hello. But she's got some very disturbing eyeballs at the same time. <laughs> That's all right. I can look past that. <laughs> oh, I can too. Don't get me wrong. Ain't nobody gonna get kicked out of bed if she comes around. I'll tell you that right now. Clean but, uh, eyes. She, I she, bet she stares you down like a motherfucker. <laughs> I think she got those eyeballs from her mother because Kingswood does not have those those kind of eyeballs like that that big. Um, and so essentially, she, she you know, it's, it's typical by the numbers. 
revenge uh, film, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I spit on your grave style. Sure. Um, but but the thing is that with this one, she kind of uh, it's more of delving into her psychological trauma before she ended up getting assaulted. So essentially, um, she she gets assaulted. You know, she goes out for revenge. Uh, and then from there, it kind of just everything kind of uh, it's it's that whole idea of like you know when you when you when you take revenge on someone, everybody gets hurt, including the person taking revenge. You know, that's the mm-hmm. ultimate message of the film. So it, it just it, it just is, is very brutal, and and it's something that 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 stayed with me when I watched it. And so that's another one that I recommend, and and uh, it's called MFA, and um, I think that one's also streaming somewhere. I think I saw it. Um, Anyways, I guess I didn't, but but um, I was looking for it, but I guess it's not there. So that's pretty much it, man. Those are those are those are the, the, the my favorite films of the year. Um, I also liked Happy Death Day. Did you guys get to watch that one? Love, yes. love, yeah, love. I saw that one. All right. Um. So so uh. Yeah. I mean, Blumhouse ra- rarely, if ever, do they have a bad film. And and actually, both yeah. the the Belko experiment and Happy Death Day were both part of the uh, Blumhouse family. Mm-hmm. Um. I saw another film called Ride with a, with a spelled R Y D E. Did you guys get to catch that one? Uh-uh. <laughs> no, no, dude, you're blowing us away, man. <laughs> okay, well, r- r- Ride. Um, that that's about this uh this cab driver, and I think that one had a uh, that one had a French release, but it's in English for some reason, so that's weird. Okay. Um, this uh, it's about this cab driver who ends up um picking up his wife it's one of those films that takes it all takes place in a car which is very hard to do mm-hmm. um uh kind of like that film with tom hardy i forget the name of it but he had a, he had a, he had right. a fucking and yeah, and then there was a wheel wheel man that came out this year oh yeah wheel man but wheel man i i only saw the first half of that one but i remember there was other other uh filming locations but i could be wrong it started any- out it started out in the car i think like maybe the the third act uh was some of it was outside the car yeah so so pretty much uh with with ride um what happens is that this uh this guy who 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 knows that his wife was some was unfaithful on him uh he picks up this 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 uh this 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 customer or client to give him a ride he's a cab driver um and then from there you know, pretty much it's a game of cat and mouse, how like the driver is is giving a ride to the guy that's kind of fucking his wife, you know, and then and then but it's it, the way the way things pick up, you know, uh, and, and later on, the wife also ends up in the car. So it's it's a pretty good little, you know, no pun intended ride, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> so so people should definitely check that out. And uh, that, that's another great movie. Um, I just appreciate how they were able to tell us a compelling story and it's not very long it's like you know 70 minutes or something sure. but it, it all takes place in a, in a in a cab you know it's pretty much so that that's cool. that's pretty much it man that's a hell of a top 10 list man no like kidding. top 10 movies that you've never fucking seen before <laughs> yeah, that's what i do man i i i, I kind of go down deep in there i i mean you know you're gonna have your what is it your get outs and you know yeah those yeah right everybody's top 10 and and that, and that goes without saying mm-hmm. that was a great film but i kind of wanted to give people something that i felt they probably had never seen before no i loved it i'm i'm like writing stuff down as a list of things to watch later yeah was, that, there, was there anything you absolutely just hated this year yeah, we're gonna, out? yeah we're gonna get to it right now <laughs> okay, it just, it's just a little bit 
because well, uh, we're not done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking about what I uh, what I just literally just saw right now. Like like uh, uh, I know, right? I was like, what year is it? Oh, God damn it! <laughs> oh, <laughs> trying to make a list over here. <laughs> but uh, just just I mean, my favorite film of the year. Is is the shape of water, but that's not really horror, you know. But that 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 film just blew me okay. away. I mean, it yeah. was just an amazing fucking film. That, so that's, I've seen it. Yeah, that movie that movie's going to come up in the conversation here in just a few minutes. Oh, I figured it would. <laughs> well, which so, which is ironic because when we did when the last time I was on, we did the Devil's Backbone, which is another game right. Toro film. Well, what was your uh, so with all all these all these 2017 movies? What what was your what was the coolest thing you saw this week? I threw on Insidious Part One, which still holds okay. up, I think. Right, and then and that's pretty much it. I haven't I haven't really been okay. able to check anything else. All right, well then let's talk about the Shape of Water, man, because I saw it Wednesday night. Oh, awesome! <laughs> you guys checked it out yet? No, 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 no spoilers. Uh, me no, and my wife are gonna we, go check it out tomorrow. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to spoil it. Oh, it's like man, two and a half hours long, right? It's no, not, no, it's not that long. It's like two hours. Yeah. But it's, the way yeah, it's yeah, filmed, it's average. Pe- Pedro, the way it was filmed, dude, didn't you feel like you were you were back back in the time that it was filmed in? Everything about it, yeah. It was it was just this. This is a film you have to watch in the movie theater because no it, it really it really does take you back to that that time, which was the fifties or whatever, you know. So it's it's or the sixties, but early sixties uh, probably, right? Like height of the Cold War. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I mean, we're not going to spoil anything here, but Michael Shannon, man, what an incredible job he did. Yeah, right? he always he always he always does a great job playing. See, when you hire Michael Shannon, he's gonna play Michael Shannon. That's just his gimmick, you know. He loves to, that. that that's you know. There's certain actors that when you hire them, you sure. play you you hire them to play their their all their selves. You know, Jeff Goldblum's one of them. Uh, okay. Michael Shannon's another one. And it's like so 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 that here here Michael Shannon was at his most Michael Shannon, whatever that means, you know. And it was just phenomenal to see that. You know, you know who surprised me was uh, Richard Jenkins, man. Yeah, after Step Brothers, I've never seen him the same again, man. That's, that's one of my first comics of all time. <laughs> yeah, his 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 performance was amazing. Uh, the the lead actress Sally Hawkins, I've never really seen her before, but god damn, was she good in this movie? Yeah, yeah, she was, and um, uh, no, it, it was just a great film, and and everything about it, and then you know, it just leaves you with so much positivity, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. I, I was talking to some friends of mine, like like. Sometimes you know we we get into these moods, and and we just want to see something with 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 a good message. You know what I'm saying? Like a pot. Like I'm tired of seeing, you know, especially because we live in a very cynical society now. It's like everything has to be down, and you know that's you know it's like sometimes we just want to see something upbeat. You know, as ridiculous as it might be, sometimes we just want to see something upbeat. At you know, sure. Even though the film is not all of beat you know there, there's certain aspects of it you know that are upbeat you know so i i do i did enjoy that yeah and it's your typical uh del toro dark you know dark dark fantasy dark fairy tale all the way man yeah whenever he you gets know? to do his own shit he's pretty awesome but whenever he does studio shit like i don't know i don't like i don't like i like very few things of, of when he works with studios as far as like big budget you know productions like i was never a fan of hellboy you know, um, Pacific Rim. I, w- I was never a fan of Pacific Rim. I actually saw the trailer for the sequel today when mm-hmm. I went to see Insidious. Uh, I saw, so I was never a fan of, of Hellboy. I was never a fan of Blade. Blade Two's okay. I mean, and then uh, a Pacific Rim or Crimson Peak. I, I thought those those movies were all kind of weak. But oh, then I once like he- Crimson Peak. 
I, I thought it was a little too gothic-y and just, I don't know. Um, and, and so the shape of water was like a change. Like he went back to his back like to Kronos form. days and Devil's Backbones and mm-hmm. Pan's Labyrinth. Although I can't bring myself to watch Pan's Labyrinth again because that's a, that's, a, that's a hardcore film to watch, man. Yeah, but it's a good, good film one. to watch, man. So is this one, this is up for like uh, Best Picture and stuff, right? Well, it's up for some Golden Globes. I don't, we don't, you know, they haven't announced uh, the uh, the the Academy Award nominees yet, but uh, okay. you know, most people say it will it will be nominated for sure. Nice. I'd be shocked. Yeah. I'd be shocked if she didn't get nominated for Best Actress for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I gotta so, check it out. You you know you know what film I did see a couple of days ago, and it sucks so bad that I took it out of my mind forever was um uh i i did get to watch uh day of the dead bloodline which was available through dubious oh, means no. <laughs> oh that makes me sad man that <laughs> fucking movie was fucking sucked and i don't know how much you guys jeez save, save oh, your no. down, save your save your download on that one that's all i'll say about that 2018's not off to a good start huh now not with not with that kind of film okay <laughs> uh brian um, I finished a couple Netflix shows uh, this week. I finished Black Mirror. Yeah, uh, loved oh, it. Oh, oh, I love that. I love the. Ent- yeah. I loved all the episodes. Yeah, I think my favorite was probably the last one. Uh, really, was a uh, Black Museum. Yeah, well, it had so many stories all in one. Yeah, I think that's why I felt like I was getting extra Black well, Mirror, that, or Black was, Mirror stories. And that was cool though because. As a, I mean, I'm a huge fan of these old anthology, you know, shows to begin with. Like, like I've seen them all and stuff, sure. and I have a lot of the the box sets. So I always felt like, you know, some of the more classic episodes are the ones that have stories within stories, you know. And somehow yeah, yes. this guy, you know, uh, kind of figured that out himself, and he kind of yeah. gave us that at the end, you know. So you, so and that's and that's actually like a. It's not a forty-five minute episode. That's like an actual movie because I think it's a longer mm-hmm. episode than the rest of the of the episodes in the season. So you're actually getting like a like a film length kind of episode. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah and very then has, satisfying finale. Yeah, it has a couple twists and turns here and there that, that you know that, that are pretty cool. So no, definitely. I mean, the entire and even even the season premiere, I guess you could call it, even though it's Netflix. That one was mm-hmm. another cool one with, yeah. uh, you know, with the Star Trek gimmick going on i really yes. like that that was my favorite of the season yeah. for sure matt damon looking dude fat yeah. damon as they call fat him damon. On the yeah. podcast, Pedro. Well, what? like no joke i thought it was matt damon and then it, like the whole episode i, I was distracted because i was trying to figure out is that matt damon look right no that's definitely matt damon jesse yeah. plemons that's Who is that jesse plemons yep now here's yeah. the thing about jesse plemons when he did um uh-huh. When he did Breaking Bad. Right. He was kind of he was kind of like a like a slim young looking dude, sure. and then he just stopped giving a fuck. And I always thought he got fat for a movie role, and he just mm-hmm. never like lost he the weight again. He, <laughs> <laughs> he just stayed fat. You know what I'm saying? Like that was fucking weird. Because because I had seen him in all these other films. Because he you know he had, he he's starting to get a rep for being a pretty good character actor. So that's the kind of guy you're gonna start seeing pop up everywhere. And 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 then he did. Uh, I think it was Black Mass, where I, where he first kind of got heavier. Okay. Uh, and then he just never lost it. And now everything he does, he's like the fat Matt Damon, as as you know, as you said. Yeah, because so. I just seen him in a trailer uh, a comedy with uh, Jason Bateman, and uh, he he has not dropped that weight. He's he's, hold, he's holding on, huh? Yeah. You talking about game night? Moving on up. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and then, of course, Look, uh, holiday waits a bitch. All right, <laughs> don't judge a dude. <laughs> Uh, Crocodile was kind of that. That was a heavy duty episode, man. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was that was a little rough. Oh, man. yeah, man, dude. And that then, whole thing, like when I, when I was finished with the uh, with the last episode, and even uh-huh. though there's only what like six, right? Yeah, yeah. It it, it started over to season three, and uh, so it kind of caught me looking at it again, and I was like, oh, are they going back to this? And I was like, oh, not mm-hmm. goddamn it! I guess the season's over. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> I, like I wasn't disappointed at all. I, I guess I guess the uh, I don't want to say the, the 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 worst one is because they were all good. I guess mm-hmm. I would say the least good one the would be the one. yeah the dog the dog one mm-hmm. or whatever the the metal yeah, dogs. I, I agree. And I was impressed with that. I liked it a lot. Well, it was good, but uh, if you're gonna compare it to the other ones, it was kind of yeah. like the, and and um, what I did like about that was that it, it really tributed uh, that Twilight Zone episode with that girl stuck in that house, that lady stuck in that house with all them little, uh, them little aliens trying to attack her, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know at the end it turns out the bi- and I'm gonna spoil a fucking forty five year old episode for you or for your fifth. You better not, you. <laughs> so so that's. <laughs> So the entire that. episode, this lady's trying to survive this little alien attack, and then at the end, it's revealed that it's like a property of the United States of America, and they were right. just like this little. So, so, <laughs> so the. <laughs> so, so the first half of this episode, which is entitled Metalhead, it's kind of a you know it does that like you know you see a lot of action with no dialogue, but then it gets kind of like remember when she starts fucking with them with the with the with sure. the chocolates, and I'm like. Like, how the fuck do you fit all those chocolates in your in your fucking hoodie or pocket or whatever? You're fucking with this dog all night and <laughs> mm-hmm. shit. But uh, she's got candy in her pocket. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and and then um maybe maybe because I kind of had it on in the background, I didn't really get the ending. But and and I don't know if you guys want to talk about the ending because maybe people haven't seen it. But that was kind of weird too. Um, but yeah, so Black Mirror definitely gets a, a ten for me. It was a it's a good mm-hmm. season, and if people haven't watched it, you know, they should they should definitely check it out. Oh yeah, yeah great show. Yeah, and I also I also checked out the the end of the fucking world uh, just oh, debuted on that? Netflix. Oh, I give it a I give it a six. Uh, it's, it's as high as I can go. Okay. I mean, but, it's decent. It is a quick watch. It's they're like it's like eight episodes and they're like twenty minutes right. each. Really? Okay, I'm gonna so check it. I thought it was like even a little bit. You you gonna check it out on Netflix or what? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, once you said it was only twenty minutes, I mean, the only reason why I was kind of a little bit reserved was because of the length i didn't want to because you know the the i read the synopsis and it seems that it's something that gets old after like one episode so maybe it, with those... it did the main the main kid that's in it he he's uh he was in that uh black mirror episode uh shut up shut and up dance and dance <laughs> oh okay <Right. laughs> And then uh, the detective is played. I, I don't know the actress's name, but uh, she's uh, Theon Greyjoy's uh, sister. Oh, okay. So it was a little weird seeing her outside of Game game. of Thrones. Yeah. According to Game of Thrones. Yeah. And then then one more quick thing, a movie that I'm going to have to rewatch because I don't know if I like it or hate it is uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, I heard movie out? about that. No, that I, one's I, up for a lot of uh, a lot of awards too. I love yeah. it. I love that fucking movie. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Uh, I think. Nobody, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. No, I was. Uh, tell me what you th- thought of it because I, I I got a little confused in there. 
No, I thought it was good. I, th- I thought the story is pretty straightforward. And I think one of the reasons that people are being turned off by it is because this filmmaker also did The Lobster. The Lobster is a little more wacky than this film. Right. This film- it was wacky, but it was okay. Yeah, exactly. So, and so this film is a little more straightforward, although there's a... There, there, there's when it goes into like act two where like like the shit hits the fan or whatever i could see how people would get confused right there because it's not spelled out for you but i i you know I, I knew what was going on up until the end and i thought the ending was pretty fucking crazy i did like how the the, the characters in the beginning are a little kind of like off center a little bit it's a little it's a little weird but that, that's that's how the filmmaker does that's his yeah thing. and that's that's one thing i liked about it because it, it that's how they they played it throughout the entire movie, and Every, I like that. Everything is very monotone, right? Like everything yes. is, and so and so. Um, hmm. Even when even when it starts, uh, you know, this is not a spoiler because this is literally like the first minute. Like the way how how they keep it vague, how like uh, Colin Farrell's character meets the kid. Like they never really tell it. Just well, they tell us later, but it's like it's very weird how it just starts right there, and it's like what the fuck. And so, um, but I, but I disagree with you. I think the monotone as the movie progresses, and this is something that I appreciated. I felt like the family becomes more human. Like I felt like they, their their emotional trauma is 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 almost like you. It, it, it starts very robotic, which is kind of it throws you off. But then as the movie's going, they become more human. And 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 then all of a sudden, it's like when when this they, fucking they kind of, they kind of go back to that at the end. They do go back to it at the end, yeah, and and then, but but I the 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 middle part is kind of a so so I don't know if this was something that you know people pick up on or it was on purpose, whatever. But I but I I, I like this film. I feel like yeah. this is one of those films that you'll pick something up every time you watch it. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna rewatch it. Um, by no means do I I I, I recommend everybody watch it. Um, okay. I, I like the way I like the direction and the acting in it. I just like you said, maybe maybe I lost something there in the middle. And like you said, it, it, it is it is probably a movie. Every time you watch it, you'll pick up something. So, but, it, but it's not artsy fartsy, a term that we've already used twenty times. Uh, <laughs> uh, could, see, I I kind of that was that was my reservation. Uh, going into this film because when it comes to artsy fartsy, some of these filmmakers are like, "Fuck them," you know. Like, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than when you watch a film and you have absolutely no idea what's going right. on, and then like the filmmaker will have right. a Q and A, and his answer is like, "Well, I don't know what's going on. What do you yeah, think is what going? What do you on? think is going on, man? That's what not that's like a good psychiatrist. Put some shit together because you were running out of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, 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 I, like I know, like I know, mother, mother with, and I, I wish to say it right, mother with an exclamation point. <laughs> I know, I know that one. See that one, I wouldn't recommend to anybody because that's fucking. That's the filmmaker kind of jacking himself off right there, you know. And uh, and that's what, my uh, favorite the, movie of the year, man. Yeah, fuck that, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean. You watch that film, and you're left like, well, "What the fuck did I just watch?" You know, and 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 then of course now in today's modern technology, you go on Reddit and shit, and everything will be spoon fed to you. But but still, it's like fuck. Like, their their interpretation is spoon fed to you. Whoever. Do wrote you see it. what I mean? You're you're sounding like the filmmaker now. Right. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell so- you what, this this killing of a sacred deer. I I think I need to see it before we do our our top five show because. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Well, I will say this to to bring the point home: the the killing of a sacred deer is more traditional than 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 mother is. So I and I think okay. a lot of people, because of this filmmaker's history, think that the killing of a sacred deer would be something akin to to mother, where 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 it's really artsy fartsy, and this this film is a little more level, and and you you really 
do know what's going on. It's it just the way he shoots it and the way the, the performances are, are, are kind of like unconventional to like a regular film. But other than that, it's, it's a, it's, it's a pretty much, it's, it's a story and you understand what's going on and it's a narrative, you know, there's an actual right. narrative. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, yeah. And I will say, I, I'm not a fan of Nicole Kidman, but I liked her in this movie. Yeah, yeah, she looked like a human being again, which was. <laughs> yeah. She hadn't looked like that. Yeah. Anymore. Once she did that Stepford Wives thing, I was like, that's it. That's what I've known for a long time. Right. Yeah. And uh, so that's pretty much, yeah. So, uh, well, anyways, this is Brian's segment. Why the fuck am I getting involved? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm done. Philip? Um. Well, uh, I, I had maybe a couple of them. Uh, I'm I'm super Star Wars geeked out right now. So uh, right. I, I, I got to say the Last Jedi again, just as an honorable mention. Third week and in a row, I, man. Yeah, I know, right? And I've I've thrown in uh, a bunch of fan theories on uh, on YouTube, and I have spent like an unhealthy amount of time on that. Uh, so it's, you, it's, you you went out the rabbit hole, brother. You yeah, oh yeah, I hole. definitely have, and I'm I'm super stoked about the whole uh, Snoke thing. I hope that uh, he continues to at least have some sort of story in the near future. Hmm. Um, aside from that, uh, I think uh, Black Mirror was is going to be my my big cool of the week. That okay. So Toys That Made Us also makes an honorable mention because oh, I, I love that that documentary. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. It was great. What's the, oh, the Toys That Made Us. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Black Mirror, I think, is my ultimate cool of the week because uh, I burned the whole second season and it was as amazing, if not better, than the first season. Cool. You're ready. Ready for some more, huh? Oh yeah. How about, like, how about in how about in that toy that made that made us? How like they made the the creators of these toys? I don't know if this was a filmmaker's what he wanted out of them or if that's who they are in real life. But they all acted like they were like ten year old boys in like seventy year old bodies, which what? was weird. <laughs> yeah, like, like they like, created like, toys for a living. Like that the was one. their job in life, their sole purpose. Okay. <laughs> how awesome would that be? Was it was it the ones that the, the Star Wars episode where they where where like the Asian fella he's like he's like seven sixty five years old but he's so happy you know what I'm saying and he's like mm-hmm. you, you could still see the kid in him uh, the Masters of the Universe episode had a couple of guys like that as well uh, the Barbie episode I don't know those women were kind of you know they were they, they weren't as, as as happy as the men you know that's all they were cutthroat that. as hell huh hell yeah they were shit <laughs> wow. And then, and then, uh, what was the fourth one? Oh, the GI Joe one. That was pretty good too. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. But it was just. I, I definitely related to the GI Joe. Yeah, and, and that one also has yeah. quite an interesting history because I didn't know how. Like, mm-hmm. it has like three people that that claim ownership to that and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, but that was that was. Uh, it's a great documentary for any any kid of the '80s that grew up, you know, when we were growing up. So. Oh yeah. I and I, for, I had forgotten about the downtime for uh, G.I. Joe, where they, like, stopped calling him G.I. Joe and started calling it something else. Something and, more politically correct or what? Uh, they, they they went to something else that they thought would sell. I can't even remember what the hell it was called now. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, I remember I remember when I was a kid that the G.I. Joe toys were, like, twice the size of the yeah. ones that came out in the 80s. Yeah, so it, it went from, like, that to something else. And then back to little GI Joes in the eighties. 
Huh. Yeah, yeah, and also, because um, well, what happened was because of Vietnam. Vietnam kind of, uh, if you, if you were a serviceman, kind of they kind of looked down on you. So at they that spit point, on you. <laughs> yeah, at that at that point, you kind of had they had they had to kind of uh, recreate an image for GI Joe, and that's when they stopped sure. calling him GI Joe or whatever. But so they uh, gave gave him a pink tutu to wear and stuff. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so you know that's very interesting. And the and the thing about that is that the theme song. Talks about eight episodes. We only got four, so I imagine there's four more coming. I was curious oh, okay. about that as well. Yeah, it was in the theme song. <laughs> eight episodes. Yeah, it is like, wait a minute. There's not eight episodes here. Okay, they're just holding it, holding it back for you boys a little bit. I guess. Goddamn toy makers. They're just picking the pocket of the kids again. Right. I imagine one of them would be Transformers, which was a huge deal when yeah. I was a kid. And maybe maybe the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle line maybe would yeah, be a, oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, that would be yeah. a good one. So uh, and and I'm sure there's a couple of them for the girls out there as well. But yeah, those are the ones that I would get excited for. Maybe Cabbage Patch Kids or something. Nah, come on. That was that, that was the <laughs> that was the very definition of a phase in our lives, how man. About the garbage. How about the Garbage Pail Kids, Pedro? <laughs> oh, there you go. That's what I was talking about. The Garbage Pail Kids. Man. <laughs> All right, Brian. We got we got any headlines, man? Uh, the OA season two has started filming this month. So, uh, I it just started uh, filming. Yes. That shit's never going to come out. <laughs> yeah, no so, shit. Uh, that was yeah, quite a while ago when it came out. Yeah. That's the only news I could find on it. No release date, nothing. Hmm. So some of these Netflix shows, they just kind of creep up on you, man. It's like, right. They, they, they just flood. They just flood that entire streaming service with like new shows. And you're like, where the hell do I even start? Yeah, that's a good one, though. It's like there's no rhyme or reason for when they come out, you know. And I wonder if they actually like make these shows themselves, or they like license them. Because I know there's some foreign shows that are like, there's no way anybody's paying sure. money, but somehow they they get the distribution through Netflix. So I guess that's how they get on the air. But uh, as far mm-hmm. as this OA show, do you guys recommend me checking it out? Absolutely, um, I do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. All right. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't like Mother. It may be a little too deep for you, Pedro. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, the OA is not too deep. It's, well, plus it's a whole season, so it gives it time to explain. Yeah, so. no, you'll, you'll, li- you'll like it, dude. It's it's good. It, it's a quick watch, too. Okay. Uh, another Netflix show. Any any uh, 90s kids out there uh, remember uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Oh, uh, yeah. Netflix is doing a, um, I guess it was based off an of Archie graphic novel that, uh, where it was a darker, uh, a darker uh, telling of the of the of the character, and um, yeah. they're doing an hour long uh, uh, series on Netflix, and it's gonna have uh, it's gonna have horror, it's gonna do with a lot of horror, occult, and witchcraft, hmm. and uh, Is that they. Uh, no, they yeah. have casted an actress that I've never heard of, Kiernan Shippa. Never heard of her. What? Kiernan Shippa, if I'm saying <laughs> okay. that right. Uh, Netflix has ordered 20 episodes, which is going to be split into two seasons. So, hmm. I guess they, I guess they're starting to do that now to save money. How huh? they just film a couple episodes in one shot and then just spread them out. Yes. Right. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. That uh, that TV show River Riverdale is doing really well. I've never seen it, but people say it's it's an excellent show. Yeah, and that's I, like I, a dark take on art on Archie uh, mythology, right? Yeah, I, I tried to watch it. It it's okay. It's I don't think it's for yeah. me. 
it has a whole WB vibe to it. I'm, I don't yeah. think you're crying either. Yeah, I, my my oldest daughter's seventeen. I I, I recommended it to her because I think she would be better fitted for that show. It's okay. just maybe maybe I'm too old. I don't know. Just... <laughs> damn, I'm, damn, I'm way damn too old. <laughs> so it's like, damn, I don't know if I have a whole lot of interest in this one. Right. Hey, if, you, I, if you guys watch the toy that made us and you guys see those men right there, we're never going to be too old the way they were acting. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I hope I'm, hope I'm like that when I'm 70, man. They're very chipper and happy and very, you know, a kid inside. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one show that I am excited for is uh, Hulu's uh, Castle Rock, the yes. Stephen King uh, series. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, you're it, right. Um, the creator of the show just came out and said that it is going to be an anthology, so it's going to be a different story each episode, Ooh, okay. and it's all oh. set. It's all set in the Stephen King universe. Awesome, nice. So, so is, uh, it, is it going to be based on his stories, or is it going to be kind of like they're going to add their own stories with his characters? How is that going to work out? I know I'm not 100% sure. I know he's involved with the making of this, uh, the series along with J.J. Uh, Abrams. Mm-hmm. So uh, they might use some of his stories and they might create new stories and just kind of interweave them. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm def- either way, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that, that will be a Hulu uh, series. And I believe it's due to come out uh, sometime this year. Uh, one show that I completely dropped off of because of this last season was American Horror Story. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Murphy has said the next season will take place in the future. What? How far in the future? Yeah. In the future of, of that show or in the future of like, like they're going to be in space? Where are they going to be at? All he, pretty, said, pretty wide open. All he said was the future. <laughs> and it's going to be it's going to be something that the show has never done before. Which oh, he, you know what? You know what? He says that every, every year. year, every fucking year. He every says that shit year. Yes, he does. And the the season, the the murder house coven crossover season that he promised mm-hmm. is apparently going to be the next season after after that. After it's going to be great. You've yeah. never seen anything like it see yeah <laughs> so i don't know it it didn't excite me i i dropped off this last season and never came back so mm-hmm. don't I know i had a hard time finding a place to, to stream the rest of the season so i haven't finished it <laughs> but uh we'll get there well maybe maybe if he brings christine ochoa in or something i'm i'm i'm, I'm in Netflix usually picks it up so it'll be there eventually right yeah and our last little bit of news uh, Tales from the Hood uh, 1995's Tales from the Hood is getting a sequel I love this fucking film what getting a sequel sequel (laughs) well you know what we're there man it's very from the hizzles they star Snoop Dogs Uh, this is coming from director Rusty Condif. I'm probably saying his name wrong, but um, it is official. And um, I also love that movie too. And also, and, and the and you know, I love how that movie. Every single story had some sort of me- message as far as like racial tensions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had the one with the uh, with, with the with the corrupt cop. You know, uh, you guys remember that one? Of yes. course, <laughs> uh, you have the, you have the one with the with the KKK guy with our boy Corbin Burnson being the the, <laughs> the, the racial uh, Southern senator. Oh, with um, the doll. 
Yeah, yeah, with the yeah. dolls, with the with the with the little slave dolls that attacked them. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and then, and then you had the one with the uh, with the abusive dad, right? Where the little kids yes. drawing monsters, and then those monsters come alive. And, put, and it's funny because the abusive dad in that film is David Allen Greer, yes, Michael, yes. <laughs> who people are watching in Living Color, and so yeah. he's playing a dark character like that. I mean, no pun intended, but you know, uh, you know, a, a physically abusive dad. Uh, you know, it was just, it threw me off, you know, because it's David Allen Greer. I love that guy as a comedian, you know, and it was, he, he kind of played right. against this Cassio, which was pretty awesome. Um, so, yes. so I guess they're doing this because, you know, there's a lot of racial tension in our country right now. And so it's very topical. So maybe they're going to go, they're going to go down that rabbit hole again, you know, but I, I'm looking right. forward to it because the first one is definitely underrated. It's a film that's really kind of grown in appreciation i would say over the last two three years but for the longest time nobody would ever talk about tales from the hood because it's a movie that kind of just came and went and it kind of got rediscovered so um so yeah it's a great film if nobody has ever seen tales from the hood definitely check it out absolutely and didn't it just get a screen factory release yeah it did yeah and, so. and uh, yeah that's the one i have yeah and it's, it looks great and uh that is all the news we have all right then you uh you boys ready to take a trip down to the trailer park? Sure. Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, you, y'all have y'all have them out there or, or what? Uh we do. Yeah. I, I thought it was all condos and beachfront property where you live. Oh, uh, we got we got the trailer parks here too, brother. All right. Well, we'll bring <laughs> Not always the, uh, an exciting thing. I mean, people are people, you know. We going to bring you the big, the small, and sometimes the very very weird. Uh, Brian, what's our what's our first new trailer to talk about this week? I'm going to talk about uh, season three of Channel Zero, which is called Butcher's Block, starring uh. Olivia Licardi, <laughs> Holland Roden, and Rutger Howard. Yeah, that's the guy that's going to make me watch this. Yeah. I love that guy. I, I might uh, tapped out of the first two. I'll, I'll let you guys talk. I'm going to I'm going to go go grab a, a cold beverage real quick. I'll be back. Yeah, I, I, I'm not f- familiar with these uh, these creepy pasta stories. Um, I did like the first season. I haven't watched the second season though. I haven't watched any of it just because uh, I think hey. the sec- I think the second season had that reputation of being artsy fartsy. So I wasn't okay. gonna, I wasn't going to go down that you know not not with a whole season's worth of television, and it was like. You know, I I knew a lot of fans on the message boards or whatever. They were kind of getting frustrated because it was like, where is this fucking thing going? And and then I just kind of uh, I stopped listening. So I, I didn't see it. I try to see the I try to watch the first season, but I never finished it. Mostly due to time rather than anything else. But I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to go back to it because I, I it got it got some pretty good reviews. As far as this butcher's what's it called? Butcher's block. Yes. That one seems like from the you know we just got a teaser trailer. I mean that's the one I watched. Uh, yes. it, it seems like a more of a straightforward kind of story, you know, with dealing with like cannibals and shit. Yeah, and this is also exec, uh, executive produced by Max Landis. Oh okay, yeah, that that guy. What was the last thing he did? Uh, what did what did we just uh, review? We reviewed something. He I know I know he has in. a rep for being an asshole in Hollywood, but besides that, um, <laughs> I don't I don't know what else he 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 just did something. I'm looking it up right now because he he was just involved in something we just reviewed. Oh, it was Bright, correct? Bright. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. yeah. Yeah, he did Bright Chronicle. There's a lot of shit on here that's not good. I'm looking on his IMDb, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but it's, overall, it looks like it belongs right in the uh, right in with the movie that we just watched. <laughs> <laughs> not to get too far into that yet, but. Uh, yeah, I've 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 never I've never 
seen Channel Zero before. And uh, it sounds interesting. I like anthologies, but, I mean, this is only really a 20-second trailer, so what are you going to do? Yeah, like I said, I'm not really into these creepypastas. So, I mean, I like the first season. Second season didn't really interest me enough to check it out, but I might revisit or or get back into it at some point. Uh, Show's got a release date of February 7th. That's interesting because season three here says that it's it's based on a story called Search and Rescue Woods, but they they actually retitled it to Butcher's Block, whereas the other two kind of kept their creepypasta names. That's really the name of the creepypasta. Yeah, I know there's always like there's always some kind of problem with who, who owns these stories and stuff like that. So maybe that had an issue into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the people that don't know, I don't know if you've ever gotten to the history of creepypasta on this show, but for uh-uh. the people that don't, the people that don't know, and this is just like the cliff notes version is that creepypastas are like, they're like creepy horror kind of stories that are, that are, they started, I believe in the, in the Reddit forums many years ago. Okay. And what it is, is that, you know, you start a story and you put it out there and then other people kind of contribute to it, you know, making it creepier or less creepier or whatever. And then it goes on from there. Hmm. So, and then, you know, and then people would go onto this creepy pasta website and then read all these great stories. And some of them are pretty goddamn good. They're, they're very clever. I, I've, I've gone into that rabbit hole myself and spend a couple hours just reading a few of these, and they are pretty creepy. Uh, and then, you know, and then like everything else, you got some shit there too. But but the point is that because of that, you know, you have all these contributors, and it's mm-hmm. the internet. When it comes to adapting these, it's very difficult to kind of pinpoint who actually owns this, who wrote it, this, that, or the other thing. So they, it could become kind of a mess. And I'm surprised they've been <laughs> able to get three of them as it is. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I see, I didn't even know any of that, man. Yeah, I didn't have you on the on the show more often, dude. You're you're blowing our minds <laughs> with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> we're gonna uh, we're gonna segue into another. Uh, I believe it's a creepy pasta story. Oh, uh, no. Slender Man. Oh, okay. Oh, that, yeah. that, that that one in the uh, that one in the Russian sleep experiment are probably the two most famous creepy pastas of all yeah. time. Russian okay. sleep, sleep experiment. Yeah, you never heard that one? Uh-uh. Well, it's about the, this Russian experiment where they lock people into this room and they wouldn't allow them to go to sleep for, okay. like, for like days or weeks on end. And then uh, as pretty, pretty much the, the punchline of the story is how as the weeks and days go by, things are, are getting more and more kind of creepy with these individuals that, that, that are not allowed to go to sleep to the point where at the end there's like some cannibalism involved amongst each other and they just kind of, they just completely lose their minds they completely lose their minds at the end and fucking it, it's, it's a pretty good story and then um, and then obviously Slenderman is the one that started this whole fucking bullshit and I swear to god there's about a Slenderman coming out like once a year now man it's like every right. time I look online there's like Slenderman is coming and it's like well when is he gonna get here you know it's like we've been waiting <laughs> fucking and then you have all these like sci-fi movies Slenderman and then the Slenderman sure. you know the Slenderman returns and you know the, <laughs> the revenge of the Slenderman it's like dude we get it it's a fucking slender right. man out there what well, i thought this i thought this would look pretty good it had a couple of good jump scares in the in the uh, trailer because i just saw a slender man i swear to, i let Were me see i'm a the, the documentary on hbo that the girl no, that's another one somebody oh you mean a different one 
Yeah, I'm, I typed. Let me Google Slenderman film. There's got to be a okay. shitload of these Slenderman. See, I, I, I was not like. I, I feel like I want this to be better than it's actually gonna be. Oh, this, this no. one to me, yeah. <laughs> it, it just, it looked like it was gonna be really fucking bad. I got a feeling you're right. <laughs> The director's <laughs> done, the director's done almost nothing but just a shitload of TV TV episodes. What well, do you mean he did nothing? He did that movie Stop the Stop Yard. Stop the Yard, okay. Oh, Sorry. Stop the Yard. Well, in that uh. case, <laughs> he should definitely be good with Slender Man. Um, the the only thing I see that interests me is um, I'm a I'm a fan of Javier Botet. He's yep. in a lot of a lot of horror movies. I be, I believe he's playing Slender Man. So. And he's he's I'm done sure. a lot of horror movies recently. I'm sure we'll never see him. <laughs> I was gonna say, which means he'll be in the movie for all of thirty seconds. <laughs> oh man. Help us out here, let, Pedro. What what other Spider Man movies can we watch instead of this one? You know what? What I, I've looked at there's only one, man. I know there's been other oh, yeah? Slender Man movies. What the fuck? <laughs> Maybe they called it something different. That's in what I was your dreams they have. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I guess there's only one. I see this Javier Boltet here. Okay. Uh, yeah, Javier he, he isn't. He... Bardem? Who? Nah, not. <laughs> Is that what? <laughs> what? He's a good villain. He could play Slenderman. Is he gonna be the Slenderman? Slenderman's gonna mm. walk around with a cattle. Uh, something yeah. Put it put in their head. What's the thing called? <laughs> it's a creepy bad guy. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna give up on this. I, I, All right. Uh, well, oh, you know what? No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 2013. There's a movie not called Slenderman. It's called The Slenderman. Slenderman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, I knew I wasn't tripping. It was and, a long order SVU episode. I remember that one. And trip on this. There's other movies called Slenderman with one word. So it's not Slender Man. It's oh, Slenderman. 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 <laughs> that's, that's the Jewish Slenderman. Slenderman. <laughs> there you go, man. All right. Well, if, Say if anybody's way funnier than it should have been. If anybody's interested in this Slenderman, this is due May 18th. I thought, right. I, I, I thought I was a victim of the Mandela effect with our, you know, our buddy Danny Lewis. <laughs> no, you got it, brother. <laughs> we, we all remember. If you are, we're all in that same alternate universe. <laughs> uh, let's see. What do we got here? And next one we're going to review is Dead Shack, starring Lauren Holly, Donovan Stinson, and Lizzie Boys, uh, directed by okay. Peter Reek. Weird, weird movie. What do you guys think? Um, I'm kind of into it. It looks like, you know, I mean, it, it's nothing, it doesn't look nothing new. It looks like another zombie comedy, but I, mm-hmm. I do love my horror comedy. So I'm, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, uh, very genre specific as far as that horror comedy kind of motif going on. So I'm, I'm, I mean, the trailer looks fun, you know, so I'm definitely going to check it out. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I, I really love these horror comedies and I feel like this one looks like it's maybe forced. I'm not oh, no. super excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, not a place where we can get together. Yeah. As, as far as release date, I'm a little confused. Uh, the trailer was just released now, but I guess apparently through a GoFundMe or Kickstarter account. Um, the oh, DVD shit. Is I, out I, there somewhere. I always kind of, I'm always a little reserved when I hear yeah, that. Yeah, red flags. <laughs> <laughs> the DVD is out there, but 
uh, as far as like I, I looked it up on Amazon, it is not available. So it, the DVD uh, copy is floating out there. So I don't know. See, this is what I was talking about earlier. These are the kind of films that came out. Like this one came out in 2017. It says on here, but we probably ain't gonna watch it till like 2019. So does that mean does does that make our list of the top 10 on 2019 or like so that, that that's what I was talking about earlier when it comes to horror films because of distribution. Some of these are all over the place, you know, and that's why a lot of these horror snobs are like, well, no, that came out like four years ago, you know, at I'm like, fuck that shit, man. It was barely available to me yesterday, all right? So to me, it's my top 10 right now. So so Dead Shack's going to be like that as well. But I'm going to watch it eventually. Yeah, but yeah. hold on, hold on. Look what look what I found, Pedro. What you, you I want I want your opinion about this one. You you may have hell fuck. You've probably seen this movie, dude. As many movies as you've seen. But I was looking it up, and it said if you like this movie, you might enjoy this one called Low Life. Have you heard of that one? All right, Low Life. Just yeah, Low Life. No, I haven't. All right, get this. Uh, here's here's the synopsis: the sordid lives of an addict, an ex-con, and a luchador collide when an organ harvesting caper goes very very wrong that sounds good that sounds amazing i I feel like this movie was made specifically for me like like i feel (laughs) like this guy i I feel like we had some sort of like you know just connection with this filmmaker and he just made it for me i'm gonna check it out Tell me that's a Quentin Tarantino movie because uh, it know. could we be gotta, amazing. We gotta check that one out. <laughs> uh, Brian, can you get on that one, man? Try to find it for us. Yeah, I'll look for it. Low life, uh, one word. <laughs> and our last trailer. Um, look, is look, bl- low life is a hundred percent on on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and it has. <laughs> it is. Is that a hundred percent? <laughs> this is a masterpiece of our time, man. It, it, it has eleven serious? reviews. It has eleven reviews, which tells me it's pretty much all the production staff that went up there and reviewed it. <laughs> yeah, Lance, eleven. Yeah. Lance, I, I think we got a bonus episode coming here soon. I can't wait. <laughs> Pedro, are you ready to come back? Yeah, whenever. <laughs> uh, our final trailer is from Blumhouse, which I hope is a better film than what we got. Later yeah. on, um, <laughs> Truth or Dare, starring Lucy Hale, Tyler Posey, Violet Bean, Sam Lerner, and others, dir- directed by Jeff Wadlow. Wow. And uh, no, Jeff it looks, Wadlow. It looks good to me. Yeah, Jeff Wadlow's directed uh, Kick-Ass, uh, Cry Wolf. He's worked on The Strain and Bates Motel. So this is another, but this is a, this is another film title that you've seen pop out. Like there's a, like maybe right. like two or three other films that are called Truth or Dare. I know yeah, I think fact. I think that's why they stuck on Blumhouse's Truth or Dare because mm-hmm. I've seen the poster for it. Yeah, I saw it as well, and I was like, man, that's kind of like pompous of them to f- start doing that shit. <laughs> Blumhouse Truth or Dare. Okay, this is the Truth or Dare. Blumhouse Truth. Or Dare. <laughs> that uh, so I won't so I won't go watch fucking the 2017 version with uh, uh directed by Nick Simon. It says on here. But but check it out the two, the, the 2017 version of this film has Heather Landing Cam. Oh so, yeah. So beat that, oh. you know. Huh? Is it a? Uh, you sure? Blumhouse's Truth or Dare does not have the great Heather Landing Cam on it. It's Lucy okay. Hale. I might have to check this out, man. Yeah, so, that's Tyler uh, Posey from MTV's Teen Wolf. Uh, all right. So what, <laughs> what? What's the next trailer? That is the, <laughs> this is the last trailer. You threw me off on that one. 
<laughs> okay, so so I just saw this trailer today, actually. So I it's very it was kind mind. of interesting. It did, but I swear to God, didn't I? I think they told us who dies and who doesn't die within that trailer, and I, that kind of threw me off there. I hate it like, when they do that, man. Like I was like, wait a minute, did they just reveal that this person's gonna die because of what I just saw? Probably. But I just probably. And then you get like a wacky ass fucking demented smile before you check out, which is even more weird. Yeah. But anyways, I'm yeah, sure they I have like the reason. I, I thought that was <laughs> I thought, Yo, no, it is creepy. But I wish it was more practical. You could tell it's like a CGI job, you know. I I wish it would <laughs> I, I wish it was more like you know practical effects that made you fucking smile. They, uh, they were just trying to wipe out somebody's mustache, and that just happened to be. Uh, what it was. <laughs> That's pretty much where it's going. That's pretty much where it's going. Yeah, it's the same smile. I thought I thought the one guy was about to say, "Why so serious?" <laughs> <laughs> so 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 it's so it's the uh, the typical story we've seen before, like privileged fucking white kids. They go on vacation to like a. Right. Uh, like like a foreign land, you know. I think this this time is Mexico, right? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and they they piss off something or piss someone. Off the locals. <laughs> yeah, well, they, that guy didn't look local. The one that was in the beginning. And and then they uh they come back carrying something or something's hunting. We've seen right. this story before, you know. I mean, it's sure. been done before, but a million times. but this. But this one has a budget, and, and, and here's the funny thing about this film. Like, I think if I see another trailer, because usually usually release two or three trailers before you finally see the final one, I'll start piecing it together. Because somehow, I always love this scene in these kind of films. You know, they got to have that scene where they figure what, where, where they figure out what's going on, right? They, they always course. have to have that. And somehow, they need somebody to know what's going on to tell them. So oh, yes. So there's going to be an older man. Usually or, a horror icon like Tony Todd or, or Robert <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Oh, and Am usually they, yeah, and then usually what happens is that they tell you what's going on. They tell the audience what's going on as, long, uh, 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 as well as the characters, and they walk away. And either as they're walking away from the meeting that they tell what's going on, they end up dying somehow. That always happens. <laughs> like they'll get decapitated in an elevator, or fucking birds will eat their their eyeballs out in a, underneath a balcony, like Suspiria. Or, or no, that was dogs. Dogs fucking chewed up that guy. Um, but something always happens to these fucking exposition guys, and it's, it always cracks me up. Some Rube Goldberg <laughs> contraption, huh? So, so if you ever know something about someone or something about anything, please just keep it to yourself because you yourself. will die whenever you tell the people that need to know what's going on. All right. Or tell them real oh, yeah, fucking yeah. quick. <laughs> Except for Tony Todd, who that was uh, Final Destination, right? He was, yeah. yes, he was, he was dead, so nobody was gonna fuck with him, right? I, I think he was, the, he was supposed to be like the representation of death, so, which is kind of weird because he's giving his rules to the, because death is the one that's killing this fucking kid, so it's like, what the, yeah. I don't know, he ought to keep it to himself, over, right? I don't want to overthink this because my head will explode. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe I needed to be in a different frame of reference for this one. It looked very friend requesty to me yeah 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 no it, look, it looks very by the numbers you know yeah. re- mainstream release date yeah i mean i mean that's why i really like happy death day because i thought that was pretty pretty clear. right yes different uh, it doesn't look like that truth of dare uh april 27th release you know, it's, it's about time blumhouse had a turkey because they ain't had a turkey in a while <laughs> That's true. Uh, They've been coming up with some good ones. We've gotten bloomed. I think they had one tonight. Recently. (laughs) Well, yeah, that too. Okay. Uh, But this is like their film. I think. I'm not the only one. (laughs) 
Uh, that is our last trailer. All right. Well, uh, Philip, we had a shitload of listener feedback uh, last week. I, I don't think we have as much this week, do we? Our buddy Patrick Lear, of course, had to throw some listener feedback in because what more would we Star do with that? Bashing or what? No, 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 no more Star Wars. I, I'm, I'm ready to argue him with like Star Wars history now. <laughs> and, um, you, and you will at, at Texas Frightmare because he's going. Oh, be I'm Kevin. sure we'll 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 get stuck in that conversation for three fucking hours. <laughs> uh, but uh, regarding the Frankenstein Chronicles coming to Netflix, uh, Patrick Clear says. Uh, what are the odds that Sean Bean last mo- doesn't make it past one one season? <laughs> They're very good, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, see, Game of Thrones style. Um, <laughs> uh, and then Lars from Denmark says, uh, "Have a great New Year, you crazy people, and drink responsibly." All right. There you go, and that's uh, that's all we got for listening right. feedback this week. <laughs> so, uh, I got I got one thing to add. Our yeah. giveaway, our giveaway for a Better Watch Dead Blu-ray was Am- Ammon Gilbert, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Oh, he's our winner. Yes. God damn it! I enter that shit, man. Yeah. yeah what, what, hold on. What was this for again? This was for the <laughs> Better Watch Out Blu-ray giveaway. Oh, the actual blu- Blu-ray, huh? Yes. I just put that shit over too, man. Well, fuck. <laughs> you just congrats. talked about seeing it. Congrats, Ammon. <laughs> Anyways, congrats, Ammon. All right. It's like that asshole. <laughs> make him pay, make, make pay for the shipping. <laughs> to what? Fucking uh, Seattle or Oregon or where? Where the fuck is he? Is he these days? I think in uh, Seattle. Seattle. Okay. Oh, that's right. He lives down the road from uh, Eddie Vedder, doesn't he? That's what he says. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Ammon. Thanks, everybody else who reaches out to us. Uh, we love the feedback. Shoot us whatever you want to hear on the show. Uh, as always, you can reach us at our Facebook or Podbean page, or you can email us directly at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, we love to hear from you. It makes our day. Let us know what you think. Awesome. All right. And now it's time for our featured attractions, and you guys know happy i am to dig my sink my teeth into the first real horror movie of 2018 i can't fucking wait guys uh, i'm so excited about i kind of wish it was part of 2017 to be honest <laughs> all right well we're gonna talk about insidious <laughs> the last key and well just Destiny, make a list or two, you know classic. I hope, I hope i hope if they have any other keys they lost them bro because i can't put up with this shit again I think we're showing our hand a little bit here. We're also going to talk about the... uh, You said I needed to make a list. Hey, we're going to cleanse our palate, though, with with the original Insidious first from 2010. So uh, Insidious was directed by James Wan, also known for Saw and The Conjuring uh, 1 and 2, and also the upcoming Aquaman. He's going to be directing that. And I think we'll he did Fast and Furious. And I think he's, uh, I think, I think we have actually covered him as much as any other director at this point, right? Because I know, uh, yeah. uh, who was it? Adam Adam Wingard was, yeah, we had yeah, covered, like what the, three of his films, and now this makes yeah. three of three of Wands, right? That I we believe covered? so. Yeah, at least he's a horse of many colors. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's, he's... writer writer was Lee Wanell. 
uh, who you we've seen him act act in a lot of these movies. Of course, he was he was in Saw, and he was in the uh, the other movie we're going to talk about tonight, uh, as well as Insidious. And he is uh, known for writing several of the Saw movies. So, uh, thirty three violins were used for the theme music in Insidious. Um, and man, it, it was some great theme music. I mean, what? what uh, Pedro, what'd you think about the Insidious uh, theme music, man? I loved it. It was almost like a like another character in the film. Mm-hmm. You know, every time you heard it, there was it was there was reasons why you were hearing it. And at that point, I mean, it's funny because Insidious Chapter One was kind of it was really kind of an original film at that time, using like old motifs, right? Using old techniques to make a classic horror film. But it's but here we are, like eight years later, and I feel that. There's so many almost parodies of that film now because everything that comes came out after that film is mm-hmm. trying to tribute that film in some way. I'm talking about everything mainstream, you know. And so now it's like we all get the creepy house. We all get the, you know, sure. it was like back in it was like back in the 80s where you had like the jumping cat in every fucking movie. Now it's more of like the the running kid. Like now every fucking <laughs> yeah. every I'm fucking movie night of, will... night of a thousand cats or Good what? Point. <laughs> Uh, but but listen, like now it's like back then it was like a, everywhere you would look there was a jumping cat, right? Oh my god, shit, you know, false scare. Now the same scare, but they replaced the cat with like a little kid that's like running in the background, so you right. could like make fucking you and know, giggling in the background. Yeah, like <laughs> fucking funny asshole, get out of but, this goddamn cabinet. But I will say this film has one of the creepiest fucking little kid scenes ever because. First of all, they're playing Tiny Tim, which is a great fucking, uh, yeah. you know, he, did, he hit a home run. The, tiptoe through the tulips, huh? Yeah, well, the guy was a weirdo and kind of like creepy in his own right. So even with right. the way some of the music he had was perfect for this film. Mm-hmm. And that little boy is dressed from like right out of the 1930s and shit. And he's kind of like a hybrid of like a little boy, but also kind of like a, he's not that little, which makes him even creepier. You know what I'm saying? Sure, he's like sure. he's a teenager. And 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 just the way he sets them up—that's one of my favorite scenes in the entire film. Just the way he sets up that entire scene, um, just with the camera following uh, Rose Byrne's character. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? Renee. Renee's her character, right? Um, and, and so, just the way the way the camera follows uh, her around as she's kind of you know going to get her clothes outside or whatever, and then the little kid comes out, and then the, the record player is playing something. And then it scratches, and then that Tiny Tim song comes on, and it's, it, it, everything. Yeah, that was a good scene, and, and, and the whole thing was great. Yeah, and so and so, but again, the point is that since then, how many films have we seen where they try to duplicate that? And now it's just it's comical at this point. You, you mean, know, you mean how many this year? <laughs> I mean, come on, including <laughs> including the other one we're going to talk about, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's like, you're right. Every everybody goes goes back to the well on that one, and they they did it well in this movie. Yeah, they did. So uh, anyway, so what do you want to talk about this film? Oh, the music's the music's great. Again, it's music, like a character. Yeah, music's fucking awesome. I mean, that's uh, when when it first starts off and you see just the word insidious and you yeah, hear all gives, those gives, all those violins playing. Yeah, it gives you a joke when you when you first see it when you mm-hmm. first hear it. Both of them, both when it en- when it starts and when it ends, because it also ends the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, it just ends and sure. then you have the violins and it's like insidious, rah, it just right? Just it's fucking great. Um, and and I feel like this was James Wan kind of like um, you know how like Quentin Tarantino 
I mean, some people say that Quentin Tarantino's a thief in the night, right? But I think he says he tributes films. You know, he doesn't steal, sure, which is kind of the sure. same. But but I do love how like it still takes talent to kind of uh, get all these influences from all these like B movie horror films and like cult films, and then mm-hmm. put them in the pot and make them your own creation. Not everybody could do that, uh, and I think this is James Wan's. A, like tribute to all kinds of stuff this one in part two because i feel like this film is like halloween one and two where you kind of have to see them together because they're yeah, so connected it's the way this one um, ended sure right and then part two takes place just as soon as you know this one ends you know so right um, and, and so you have so many great tributes here to like movies of the past and what i like about james wan is the way he has his camera setups like everything is there like he 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 has this ability to bring you into the movie as you're watching it. Like that film, like that scene we we're talking about with yes, the uh, yes yes he movie. he's always good at that. Yeah, and so and so this film again this this was he really came to form in this film, and and it's it's probably one of my favorite. It's probably in my top ten of like new horror of all like you know of all time. Oh yeah, Since, yeah, because because it totally it, it 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 really started that new wave of like mainstream horror. It's before Insidious, we really didn't have that. That's that, that's why I'm saying now it's more like everything has to live up to Insidious now, no matter what. Everything has sure. to like like the, the Conjuring, the Annabelle films, you know, uh, uh, Lights Out, you know, all these kind mm-hmm. of films. They all kind of have the same aesthetic that was kind of created by by Insidious, and so that, that I think this is, Insidious is a it's a film that's kind of a pioneer in, in all that. Yeah, it's a good point. Good point. What uh, Brian? What do you think, man? I love this movie. Um, everybody in it, I I did I think did fantastic. Um, I like the introduction of the further, and I like that whole everything that was going on in there. And then you got the uh, what was what did, what did they call him? The red faced demon. I'm, I want I want to know how Darth uh, Darth, Darth, Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I liked going there, Pedro. Yeah, I liked all that, and um, yeah, you do have to watch. I think you do have to watch this one and the second one. Uh, don't watch the third one. The third one's uh, garbage. Piece of shit, huh? Yeah, but overall, I thought everybody was fine. I, I, Patrick Wilson is kind of in his movies, kind of give or take for me. I don't, you know, he's, to me, he's kind of the same guy in every movie. Well, yeah. So, but um. What did you guys think of Lynn Shay? I thought she was basically a franchise star. Yeah, I thought she was good here, and obviously, yeah. <laughs> I think she was good here. <laughs> no, I mean, importantly, you're dead. You're you're spot on, Pedro. I, I couldn't agree with you more, man. And I mean, for us, for us, you know, horror house. She's kind of a you could consider her a scream queen because she, you know, her resume. Right. She's got all kinds of you know great B horror films under her resume, but. The reason I say she was good here, I mean, one of the worst scenes I've seen in, like, mainstream cinema in my life mm-hmm. is when, uh, in part three, where she tries to scare off that monster that, that killed her husband or whatever, or, you know, that uh, led to her husband committing suicide, oh, uh, when she, where she stomps the floor. She's like, get out of here. Oh, that was Oh, my, that was the worst acting in the history of actors right there. I mean, um, shit. Was, almost, almost like maybe she did it on purpose, huh? And I blame Lee Wan out because he directed part three because that's that's his job like oh, not to he? allow that. Sh- yeah, he directed part three. Yeah. Oh, that. So that's his. Oh, that's his fault. Okay, because that that because <laughs> I I watched all the movies this week and three is we'll talk about the really fourth bad, one, but huh? three is yeah I was bored the entire time and and 
Pedro, I know exactly scene you're talking about because it is stupid. Yeah, I can't right, just... remember. I blocked it from my memory. <laughs> and the, here's how you gotta know about three because it's so dumb. Because there's really no okay. no story. There's really no story. Actually, this is gonna be the big theme with me as far as analyzing these films. There's no story to tell anymore. This story of Insidious yeah. en- ended with one and two, and that's it. Anything else okay. you're trying to say, you're stretching it, and it's gonna get more and more ridiculous if they keep on making these kind of films. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say what makes me so angry about the third one, the way number two ends, because mm-hmm. um, Elise is in, in in spirit form, but she's still doing her job with the, with the other guys. Yeah. And the way it ends is she sees something so horrible, so horrific off screen. And you just were like, what the fuck does she see? I mean, and then we get three, which is a prequel. Yeah, they've all been people so. ever since. And the thing about three is that there's absolutely no point to it, other than the fact that right. you get to know you get to know how how she met Specs and 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 the other guy. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, you made me waste ninety minutes just for you to tell me. That's literally all that comes out of part three. There's mm-hmm. nothing. There's nothing, uh, you know, uh, credible or even worthy about it. And part four is, you know, we'll get to it. But 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 let's go back to part one because that one was just again, it was just uh, it was an amazing film. James Wan. And it really makes you appreciate James Wan. People sit there and say, well, you know, what's the difference between this guy and this guy? Well, throw on part one and then throw on, like, part three. And that's when you could tell that this guy making the big bucks. He deserves it because he knows how to make movies. Whereas the other guys, they just don't know how to make movies, you know? And it's like, they go back to the well for the same scares. They're not original. And and part one has so many original concepts, you know? Even the fact that how they tied up the kid being kind of, like, in a coma with his dad from back in the day. Like, we had I've never seen any of that before. I've never I don't remember seeing a movie where that's kind of like the main thing where like the the kid is paying for the sense of the dad in a weird kind of roundabout way in part one. And and so then the dad has to go in there into the further and kind of save his own kid. But, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it, there, there's so many layers to that story. Um, and and but again, it's like once that movie and then they did a good job with part two where you had like that crazy back to the future as kind of, you know, thing going on where he's going back to part one and he sees himself and it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they, were, they, they still had more story to tell because, again, if you're going to go to the further, there is a good chance you're going to come back out with something already in you because you're fucking with all that kind of demonic possession and spirits and stuff. Good, yeah, so, good point. So I did like how like there was still more story to tell, and they did tell it. That was what part two was about. But once that ended, it was like, okay, that's over. We saw that story. The franchise is over. But the, the fact that they're trying to stretch it just to make a quick buck, it's like, fuck. Now you're <laughs> not. Now, now we're just seeing shit, you know, and you could tell every franchise eventually has that point where it's just shit. But, uh, shark, huh? Exactly. So, you know, and, and and so that's pretty much it, man. But yeah, part one had a lot of great moments in it. Now, I will say this. My my the part that I least like the most is where they're in the further because at that point it becomes kind of like uh like the CGI always kind of throws me off. And it, it, I don't know. I, I feel like. So? I feel like an old school haunted house film that that it, that it presented itself in the first half, like with all those like like jump scares. Right. I thought that was way more powerful than that. You know, uh, just run of the mill kind. Of, let's try to get out of this hell we're in. That that the second part kind of presents us. Yeah, I don't know. I kind I kind of like some of the scenes, like when they you know they they would he would walk around and come up upon people acting out murders yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of neat. But it, I will tell you this: the first time I saw it, I kind of thought it just ripped off Poltergeist too much. Yeah, you know. But well, 
and that was my problem with it too. I, like I, I, the the second half of it, a little bit lost it for me. I, I thought the first mm-hmm. half was incredible, um, and then like the second half, once once they got into the further and started traipsing around in this obvious movie set, uh, you know, with the fog machines <laughs> on. Backlight twenty nine. Yeah, then it, it got it got a little got a little out there for me. Right. Uh, it was yeah. kind of like Bright did, you know. It was like it, it started out and set it up real nicely for me, and then uh, the second half got a little too cheesy. It's like, all right. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I a lot the, of people like Bright. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you though. I thought the first half was great, and the second half just it was shit. So I, I totally agree with you on that. I think there's that whole aspect of realism, you know. For both Bright and Insidious, I mean, I don't know how the fuck Bright got into the conversation, but it's in it now, <laughs> so let's just go with it. Right. Um, so the thing is that I think when we're watching something that could possibly be real, and by that I mean the first half of Insidious, I mean you're dealing with a woman that's in a house, and so already you're dealing with a very claustrophobic kind of feeling that kind of starts creeping up on you, and the way the camera is set up, everything is so kind of there's a lot of tension in that house, and you could feel it. And then with all these jump scares, like for example, where that creepy guy is like over the the voice monitor thing, where the where the baby's at, right? right. Um, that, that's a great scene. And then also later on. Of course, we talk about the kid with the Tiny Tim song. So all, these are all things where we're, we're watching it. It's a real house. It's a real person. And they're also very isolated, which only adds to the creep factor. Once you get into the further, it's like now, now that's like a movie you've seen a thousand times. It's like, okay, well, now we're, we're in a monster movie. It's still mm-hmm. good. Don't get me wrong. But it, it, it takes that realism out yeah. of it and that creep factor. Once you, Well, once yeah. And their jump scares that they have at the, in the first half of this movie, they, the, yeah, they are jump scares, but they're jump scares that stick with you. They're like, oh, yeah. shit, yeah. that was really fucking creepy. <laughs> Not just, you know, a dinosaur jumping out at you or what, or what the fuck ever, you know? It was yeah, exactly. like some really creepy shit that's going to be burned in your brain forever. And then as far as Bright, I mean, I always thought that first half had like a like a Warriors kind of feel to it with all these gangs. And then you, you were like, it was like the urban. And, and what I like about that is that it was in real Los Angeles. It wasn't a set. Like, I know a lot of those places. Actually, um, my w- a couple of my close friends were in that scene with the, the they were in the, they were the actual punk band. They were they were singing. So so oh. they're, in, they're in the movie. Yeah. And then um, so so those are real locations, real people. And I really like where it was taking me as far it was going to get grind me it was gonna be like a like a crazy version of like the movie colors and shit even though colors is also a fucking crazy movie and so i i like that because it was based on realism and gangs and and all that stuff and a lot of real issues that we face and then it gets all magical with with right like, with fairies and a, and a wand and it's just like oh come on you i know? felt like that was the same direction this one took and then to me it's like i always have i always have a problem with like uh when a when a character dies in a movie or in a show and they come back to life at that point, like you've already ruined the stakes for me. Cause at that point there's nothing at stakes because you just introduced this like godlike ability to bring anybody back. You know, I know the only one that I kind of don't, I haven't gotten bothered by that is Jon Snow, but any other arrow I would have gotten bothered by it, but that doesn't really bother me this time that much. But I hate when, when, when filmmakers do that because it's like a cop out and they did it in bright. Like you, you, you build up this moment right. and then you execute it. And the only reason you do it is for this false fake finish. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to bring them back. <laughs> like and it's like, comic book. 
Yeah, like come on, you know, it's like well, at that point, what are the stakes? Right. If I could just if I could just touch you with my wand and you're gonna come back, like who cares at that point? Why am I following these characters? There's nothing at stake anymore. And I hate when 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 shows do that stuff. And when I saw that in Bright, that was the moment where I I turned the guy. I was like, fuck this movie, you know, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> and so, but 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 the first half is really really good. I really enjoy the first half of Bright. So and it's only I guess, I heard I guess the sequel is gonna be even they're gonna go deeper into that wacky world so it's probably not gonna be good at all it ain't yeah. even, probably ain't even gonna have that fir- that cool first half because that's gonna be all like like wizards and you, fucking you never you never know man it might be even better you know I don't know I'll, I'll go on a limb on this one how about that I'll I'll, 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 say, I'll say no it's not gonna be um but uh so yeah that's pretty much it. All right, you get, are you guys ready for uh, ratings on this one so we can jump into the the feature the feature film of the week? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, cool. So, uh, Pedro, what what do you think of Insidious, man, on a scale of one to ten? I give it an eight. It's a great time, man. And I, and I, I again, just cause for this show, I rewatched it again. Uh, this right. was this this might have been my first movie of 2018, so I, it always holds up. And okay. I've seen and I've seen this movie maybe about four times now since it came out, and it always holds up. I don't sit there kind of like, oh shit, here we go. So that that's always a good thing when you could watch a film over and over again. It always holds up. And uh, so yeah, I give it an eight on ten. You could tell how many trends. This film started in in Hollywood, and and so that that, that that's got to count for something as well, and just uh, everything about it, and you know, again, James Wan again, you know, often imitated, rarely duplicated, or however that fucking saying goes, but he he's one of them. That's so it. it's like, you know, so so good for him as well, you know, and 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 so again, eight on ten. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go strong six and a half. I mean, it's it's definitely at least two two thirds. Better, good, more good than bad. I mean, but wait, a, wait a minute, Lance. We've never really like you. You didn't, you didn't break it down. We broke it down. But what, what what's your right. issues with it, and what are the things you love about the, it? The only, the only issues that I had with it were I thought that it was a little, it was, it was copying a little bit too much with some of the movies that came before it. Like right, you were right. Ta- like actually, kind of like what you were talking about, where he, he's kind of you, you say he's paying homage. Yeah, you know, and, and I thought he kind of ripped off a few things, especially okay. from Poltergeist. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, typical haunted house stuff. I'm not, I'm not as big of a ghost story fan as others yeah. are, and so you know that didn't that you know I didn't enjoy that as much as as I might a movie about something different. But the mu- the music was was you know spot on. Obviously, I mean when you're when you're working with Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, uh, fuck. Uh, Barbara Hershey, man, don't underrate her. She's you know she's in the Black well, Swan and well, well, the thing about her that 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 really kind of uh, it popped me to use a wrestling term was um, the fact that she was in the Entity, which is a crazy ass fucking horror movie from the eighties. Sure, uh, if people haven't seen the Entity, go ahead and track that one down. Um, it pretty much deals with a lot of the same concepts as Insidious does, except oh, that's right. Except Barbara Hershey's character is being raped by a by a demonic by a demon, and it is there's no com. It's very dark and kind of very. The ending is very kind of uh, down, actually, in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, but but again, well, that sounds super uncomfortable. I'm gonna put it 
Thank you. Oh yeah, <laughs> you you gotta see yeah. the entity if you haven't seen it before. Oh, no, no, but, but 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 it is scary. It is scary. I will say that. It's not just you know they they don't they don't exploit the the raping aspect of the film. Dang God, it's just something that's implied. And, and you know, I think there's right. one scene where where it gets a little uncomfortable. But other than that. It's mostly just the ghost fucking with her, and then you know the literally the, <laughs> the, the, the 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 son gets involved, and, and and you know the family, and it's a great film, and I think a lot of the the Insidious was also kind of I guess he also attributed the entity a lot, including bringing back Barbara Hershey. So I appreciated uh, that, that because I knew what sense, man. I knew what he was doing at that time. So yeah. It was just uh, not not my kind of movie, totally, because I'm not a big ghost story, you know, fan. My my kind of horror movies tend to be more toward the creature features and stuff like that. But no, nah, man, it was uh, like I say, six and a half out of ten. That's not bad at all. You know, I really really enjoyed it. And um, first viewing, I was like, ah, it's way too much. It's just like a remake of Poltergeist, and I got real pissed off. But second viewing, I appreciated it a lot more. So I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad we watched it again. I feel like that half that half is fucking with me, dude. Because I feel mm-hmm. like there's something about it that won't allow it to go to a seven, and it's like, dude, why you just give it a seven? It's like either a <laughs> six or a seven. Why does it have to be six and a half? But maybe it's the fact that you know you were you you left the first screening a little a little annoyed, and that stayed I think with that's you. That's what it was, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I'm next. Um, James Wan hasn't uh, he hasn't really let me down, so I'm also going to give it an eight. Uh, Loved everybody in it. Um, I actually enjoyed the stuff with uh, that was in the further. And um, my only problem with it, uh, like I said, I'm not I'm not a big Patrick Wilson fan, and I can take it and leave him. I always get him confused with this other actor. I can't think of his name. There's another actor that kind of looks similar. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I know who you're talking about, but I couldn't put a face. Are you are you talking Are you talking about the guy that was in the Terminator Genesis? That guy, Robert. Uh, Hey, about Robert he was Patrick. Oh, oh. Patrick. <laughs> not Robert. No. Terminator Genesis. Not <laughs> Terminator Two. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, no. Uh, are you talking not, about uh, Jason Clark? Yeah. Is that? No, not, nah, not him. Okay. All right. Well, can you remember this doppelganger that that you're confusing Patrick Wilson with? Can you remember any movie he was in? There, there no, is a similarity there. At this point. There's, there's, I, oh man. Well, I a, go, but there was a couple of people that came up at the same time, right? And right. and he, and he happened to be one of them. I know, I know what you're talking about. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, for yeah, me, I, I, I'm sorry, man. No, no, I'm no. Sorry. I don't, I don't want another Keith David David Keith thing happening here. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, for me, it was definitely Jason Clark and Patrick Wilson. I don't think they've ever yes. seen the. They've, they've never been sitting in the same place at same the same place. Time. <laughs> <laughs> like. They're both kind of on video on demand uh, hell right now anyway, so it's not like their yeah. career blowing up. But um, overall, I, I think um, I enjoy it with every rewatch, so yeah, strong 8 on 10. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a 7.5. I think... Uh, uh, I, I got the same stuff that you're saying about James Wan. Um, uh, it, it, if his name is attached to it, I'm going to see it. That is bottom line. At this so you're going to see Aquaman? Yeah, man, definitely. If James Wan is doing it, I'll watch it just for him. All right. Well, he already said he wasn't going to do that wacky fucking bubble that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just for, yeah. Just- well, 
I'll, I'll hope so because that may have made a list too. Wacky <laughs> fucking bubble. What are you talking about, man? Yeah, you know, you know when they're talking in Aquaman's world, like they like uh, they did a fucking wacky ass bubble so they could talk in, in it. Fucking stupid. In, in, in Justice League. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I know. I know what you're talking about. I, I always thought they were able to like telepathically communicate, but I right, might be off right. by DC. They, they need a wacky bubble. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just made it like a comic book, a little bubble that came up. Anyway, oh, <laughs> that would have been better. Um, but uh, I, I think this guy is a hell of a director, and uh, some of the scenes, um, and they proved it in the new movie. Because uh, the guy with the red face, when he when when sure. they show him popping up, mm, I don't want to give too many spoilers away, right? But uh, when they show him popping up in this movie, uh, he's like right behind the guy, and it's just it's it's there, and it's a jump scare, but it's really not. It's just a it's just a he's there, and you're like, oh my god, and uh, it's just a really creepy image. It's not just a guy jumping out at you. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I think that they did a great job of that. Um, uh, like I said, I, just when they got into the further, it gets a, a little bit cheesier, um, w- which I also didn't hate. I mean, I loved this movie. I really did. As far as uh, like new horror, like you were talking about, goes, uh, I mean, it's this and The Conjuring. And uh, right. I, I, I think the, the Conjuring, yeah, I think The Conjuring has a leg up on them. But uh, not by a whole lot, uh, except sequels. <laughs> the Conjuring movies keep getting better, and these just kind of keep getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So we all highly recommend this movie, then. Yeah, definitely. It's it's. I would say it's a must see as far as uh, horror through the times go. Um, you're talking about two thousands horror. Go check it out. Definitely. Well, Let's keep that. Let's keep that good trend going with *Insidious: The Last Key*. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dir- director Adam Robitaille, also known for one of Philip's favorite movies, uh, *The Taking of Deborah Logan*. I love that movie. That, that's, a, that's a great movie. <laughs> uh, Found footage. Are, do what? Found footage at its best. Uh, the yeah. writer was writer was our good friend Lee Wanell. Uh, this leads directly into Insidious, as this film occurs uh, exactly right before the iconic first film of the franchise. And what uh, other piece of trivia? Director Adam Robitaille was also the co-writer for the 2015 film Paranormal Activity: The Ghost Dimension. That was, that was um, horrible. That was a horrible movie. You know what? And that's all the trivia I could find on this one. So uh, <sighs> that's all there needs to be. Help us out, Pedro. How was how was this masterpiece, man? Let me just say that with the people that were watching it with me in the movie theater, I don't think we're gonna get a next one because it was kind of empty for being a uh, a weekend crowd. Yeah, really? Yeah, five p.m. weekend. It was kind of empty there. I mean, they don't I had, start picking I up. Quite, so. I had quite a few people in uh, in my crowd. They were all fucking teenagers, and they were all talking on their phones. Mm, yeah, oh. that's, that was my theater. <laughs> <laughs> So where do I start? This movie is just—it's just vanilla. It's dry. It's by the numbers. There's, there's, there's right. like nothing original about it. This is literally like studio head saying, "We need a new Insidious because we got a field date here on January. Give me something, okay? You know, let, let's go through all the basics. Boom, boom, boom. Check, check, check. Let's do it. And that's there's not. It has no heart. That's what I'm trying to say. This mm. film has okay. no heart. 
It's it's by the numbers. It's boring. It's, the first half is boring. I'll say that it's just boring. I was sitting there and I was like, "Fuck, this is just boring to me." They they meander around this fucking house and it's like, "Oh my goodness!" You know, there, there's a scene here. I'm gonna say uh, there's a scene that I remember. There's a scene where she finds Elise finds uh, those suitcases. Remember with with yes. with, 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 with certain. Yeah. Things, I, I, let's spoil it, but there's certain things in those suitcases. She goes through every fucking suitcase. And it's like, yeah. well, I'll say this. I'll say this much. Whatever's in the first suitcase is gonna be in the second. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. But she goes through, and it just—you could tell it just to pad this fucking clock because there's no story here, you know. And don't even get me started on the brother, which is like, what the fuck? Like, like that last scene where, like, whatever, you know, it's like, just like that, they're okay. Like, come on, you uh, know? Bruce, yeah, Bruce, Bruce Davison. I hate that actor, man. Everything oh, he's in pisses. Wow, that's, he's pissing that, that's me off. It. I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> oh, come on. He's like been in X-Men movies and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. he's always a douchebag. Everything he's in. Uh, that's probably why I don't I know who he is. I hate this gray-haired douchebag, ugly motherfucker. This guy's always an asshole. And he's been in, I'm looking at his credits, he's been in 250 movies. Oh, that guy. No, you're right. Yeah, I know guy. who you're talking about. Okay, okay. He's, wor- he's worse than he's worse than our boy Hugo Stieglitz from from uh, <laughs> Night of a Thousand Cats. Been about five hundred movies. Right. <laughs> but God, yeah, yeah. So that that so none of the stories here worked at all. Like like they had that arc with the with the brother and, and the sister that didn't work yeah. at all. I was so fake. Um, uh, it's terrible. Uh, it, terrible. The, the re- the way the the reason why she goes back to that house. Okay, so there there there's this weird plot hole that was fucking with me here. All okay. right, so I'm gonna try to thread the line Which, here. Wait wait wait. Are we just gonna say fuck it and go spoilers? No, I mean, no, 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 I, we kind of no, made. Can, no? okay. can we? Can we? Because <laughs> <laughs> come on, guys, oh, you got to okay. format. We got to give our score, <laughs> and then people who want to go see the movie can go see it and come back and listen to the spoilers. All right, we just give our score and go on the spoilers. Save your plot hole for the the spoilers then. (laughs) Pedro, Pedro, what's your score, man? One to ten. Oh, shit. Okay, so I'm going to go two. (laughs) Fuck this. Wow. (laughs) Ouch. All right, Brian? Three. (laughs) Philip? That was it. All right. Um, Yeah, man, I think this – I'm going to give a quick review. Uh, I think uh, this looked like – a uh, a pilot for maybe an okay sci-fi series. Okay, that's so, a good way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Is, yeah, that that's about what the budget looked like. That's about how the acting looked. It was insidious. It was the series. Yeah, but to to pay money to go see this movie, like I kept thinking that they were going to set it up for insidious the series. But yeah, to, to pay money to go see this movie, uh, don't do that. It was. Thank, it thank was, God for Movie Pass. Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it was not good. Um, uh, I, the story was kind of okay. I liked that they bring everything back around um, in, in a couple of different things. But well, that, that, that was still too fan servicey, though. That was way too fan. Like the well, was, and it was. But uh, that was that was the only part that that made any sense. The rest of it was like super cheesy. I mean, the directing was bad. The music was bad. The acting was bad. Um, Everything. I kind of like this CGI guy, which is not something that I say a whole lot. He was the, slen- the Slender Man. Well, the Slender Man, yeah. Right, it's the same fucking design. It's like they have like design R Us somewhere in Hollywood. Oh yeah, like, 
We we saw this this creature. We saw him in about ten different movies that came out from two thousand to two thousand five, dude. Yeah. It's the same fucking creature. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, with the with the with the like arthritis and the you know, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 but yeah, with the key for the fingers, he's 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 creepy looking at least. But they fuck it up with all of their. Like they're right in the middle of a uh, of of a really uh, of a scene that looks like it's actually going to be scary, and then they cut to something else and then come back to it. I'm like, why the fuck did you do that? You totally broke the tension. That's one thing. I, I you, I'm glad you brought that up because well, that's one thing I forgot to say. This movie never goes into third gear ever, ever. Yeah, it no, it, not at all. It, it gets you ready for it, and then it just it just flakes out on you. Like it never hits it into that third gear that these horror movies should hit. It just never does it. Sure. And it's like, what the fuck? It's a but, it's a it's a cheesy thriller crime drama with some horror mixed into it. It's not it's not a horror movie. When are we going to be able to talk about spoilers? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to give it a three. There. We're getting there. Okay, a three. <laughs> Let me throw my score down. Because <laughs> <And then we'll, laughs> goddamn, we'll, we'll just jump right in. Because I think anybody anybody who's listening at this point, uh, guys, please, if, if you haven't gone out and paid money to see this movie, don't see it. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what else to say. Just don't, don't make fun of it. Don't bother. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's kind of like it's the it's the first week curse. Last last year it was the Bye Bye Man. This year oh, it's this. I mean, I know I don't know what's going on, but I will say this. I'm going to say something positive, Brian. Uh-huh. I did get my. Uh, I, I noticed I had an eighty dollar charge on my uh, credit card. Mm-hmm. I got my full year of uh, Movie Pass, man. Do that. I didn't. So it's good. Nah, you, you will. What, so, they charge, what, so they charge you the nine ninety five a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, and what what made this movie even worse was I didn't have my movie pass on me. Oh no! Ah. <laughs> yeah. it, okay. You know, I'm surprised you gave it a three with that. What, what you just said right now, because that would put it <laughs> one for me. You know what? I'll, uh, I I I would give it. A, I you talk about the half points and everything, Pedro. I would give it a one. But uh, Lynn Shea, I gotta at least give it a one and a half. All right, spoiler time. Oh, yeah. so that's your rating, one and a half. Okay. <laughs> one wow, and a half. Bro. That's harsh. It very harsh. It's I, you know, you know, I I, I, like I I got raped when I walked out of the movie, man. <laughs> I felt like Barbara Hershey <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the fucking Hershey Highway. I mean, <laughs> how, how, did you, how, how did you end up getting that deal for Movie Pass? What kind of cons are you pulling off, man? Uh, dude, it's uh, it's the one year, 80, 80, 80 or I guess it's like eighty nine, eighty nine, ninety five for a whole year. Yeah. So uh, basically, basically, it breaks down to like like six something a month if you was paying monthly. I got to pays for it pays for itself with one movie, Pedro. I've oh, I have it. I, I, I have three it. this week. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> you, got, you got the movie pass? Yeah. Well, you you didn't get the uh, the email that said you have an option for one year. Oh no! I got it for a Christmas present, so okay. You know, I got the three month thing going on. You, you so, know what? You know what? I think if you go to the website, uh, I think you'll see an option to uh, to do one year prepaid, and you, and it's eighty nine ninety five for one full year. Yeah, well, no, I'm definitely going to get it. If that's the case, you're right. It, yeah. it pays for itself after one. If you're going once a month, which I'm sure everybody in this in this call here goes to more than once a month, I mean, it's already worth it. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, like I said, I've seen three movies this week, and uh, 
shit, dude, I'm probably going to see three next week, you know? <laughs> there you go. For real. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, movie pass. Hey, they should be a sponsor for The Horror Returns, guys. Oh, sure. we're going to call them. I don't think they have a lot of extra money for. <laughs> I was, was going to say cool. with those well, with those kind of fees. I mean, with I don't know if they fees. could afford any any extra promotion. You know what? I'm cool just to just to just to pimp them. I know, and right? Not get paid anything, but be able to use my movie pass. I'm happy. Yeah, they're they're, pay, they're paying you by being able to watch free movies essentially for as long as you want in a month, Pretty every much, month, man. I've been putting it off. I'm literally signing up right now. <laughs> I can't believe I don't have it yet. All right. Well, let's. Uh, this conversation is a lot better than this fucking movie. <laughs> I know, right? So we're gonna go. We're gonna go full on spoilers. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. Starting with. Uh... The two, the two older guys, fucking creeping on the on the on the two young chicks. Right? Okay, okay. That, that that's that's. Oh, thank you. Like, what the fuck was that all about? These, those are like high school girls. Yeah, you know what right? I'm saying? It's like and, and, maybe of age, maybe not. Yeah, you can't tell. Has to be forty. I mean, how long ago did Saul come out? And and why, why is everybody okay with this? Like, clearly, you know, <laughs> especially she, at today's she, age, right? Yeah, uh, Lynn Shay, you know, she now realizes these are her nieces. Which that whole setup, you already knew her brother was going to walk in any moment. Right. That no, whole conversation in the terrible. diner. Oh my! This is so fucking stupid. This movie is so fucking stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> let's, let's talk where to begin. So let's talk about the the house first of all. Uh, the guy Ted Garza. Uh, so oh, he okay. So this is where I where I, it kind of lost me. This is like ten minutes into the film. Yeah. So this guy Ted buys he buys a house, her house. Right. But are you telling me that nobody has lived in that house from the moment that this yeah. this fucking family moved oh, out and Ted Garza moved in? That, dude. Like what it the like fuck? A, it was like a museum. It was like and a on top of that, <laughs> and on top of that. Yeah, you're really going to call somebody to come to your house and check out some sort of paranormal investigation given the situation that you have going on? And he's lived there for, what did he say? I don't even know how long he's lived there. He just he just said he just said the, the occurrences were happening for th- at least three months. And at no right. time he fixed his fucking house up or nothing? At <laughs> no time do you think maybe I should let the girl out of my fucking basement before exactly. I invite That's people it. into my house? We're in, full, we're in full spoiler mode here, Philip. You can go ahead and say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't you don't invite people into your house when you have a girl locked in your basement. It's just a bad idea. I'm no pretty time, sure. At no time did you think about throwing away that creepy old dusty ass general's outfit that was hanging in the back for no right. reason? Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, like, what like that was, was that all about? And then, and then how about this one? This is like weird filmmaking that doesn't like this is bad script writing. So at least it's like I gotta do this myself. And I'm thinking, okay, well, 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 Specs and Tucker they're gonna have a cameo. No, they just say we're coming with you, and that's oh, it. it never bring they buy the truck, the like, mystery what? machine. And after that, they buy a truck and they get it painted throughout the night because it takes place the next morning. Like, they had this conversation at night, and in the morning, they just arrive with a brand new truck. Like, who's open at, like, at like four in the morning to fucking spray paint your truck? <laughs> and, oh, they, but- 
And they and where are you gonna get a truck that big for seven hundred dollars? Yeah, no kidding. And then two, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, two hundred dollars for the artwork. Show me where the fuck that is, cause uh, sign me up. <laughs> I'm getting you know new work. You know what, guys? Fuck this shit. This is one. <laughs> I, dude, we're not even. This is so stupid. Like this is like. I'm sorry. And and an, and another thing. Where was this fucking prison at? That this house was supposed to be right next to. Oh Jesus! Oh my goodness! Yeah, but then oh, was that what it was? There was a prison underground. Oil, oil, oil wells. It, it was a prison at first, but then it was like oil wells after that. Did y'all catch that? Yeah, yeah. wasn't the wasn't the uh, in the beginning? Wasn't um uh, Lin Shay when young young Lin Shay wasn't her father like a prison guard or something? Uh, and when the he? lights were when the yes, lights were yes, flickering, for sure. Uh, I guess that was somebody getting yeah, executed, somebody getting, uh, uh, electrocuted. And, and so some of that douchey dialogue, like like when when the dad picks up a young Elise, it just, just so just so us dummies that are watching that they have no respect for because we're all dumb. <laughs> we're sitting there watching, and then the dad goes, "I'm gonna punish you because I punish people for a living." Come on, oh, you fucking kidding me, bro? Like just what? In, <laughs> just in case we missed that, huh? <laughs> I will. I will give one uh, little bit of credit. I, I I did like the actress that played the young uh, Elise. I like that whole first season. Yeah, because she really looked like she really sounded like she was getting her ass beat. Yeah, and I will give that little bit of credit because I think I'm gonna go down to a two. The more and more <laughs> we talk about this movie. <laughs> Well, I, I I think that that first scene actually deserves a lot of credit. It was it was pretty uh, a good. A lot of credit, Philip. Come on. Well, I mean, given what the movie was, but that first scene, just watching the first scene, I think that that was a good opener, and I I actually had some high hopes for the movie after that, and then it turned into some like superhero garbage with a you know seventy year old woman as you your know, protagonist. But- I do, I do kind of like the scene, but I kind of felt like it should have been in the third movie when we were getting all this backstory right. about Elise. Yeah, and we should have just did something fresh with this one. And the thing is that I don't even do you. Could you guys tell me what that dog whistle was all about? Because I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, uh, yeah, that was it. dumb. I don't get it. What's the significance? So you know? the what? mom could show up and save the day because she's obviously more powerful than the, the, the key, <laughs> the key ghost guy. Why? Like I don't that, know. Just, they, they don't that, none of that is explained. Like why the dog whistle has a yeah, connection to it. the brother, not the mom. Like the mom has nothing to do with the dog whistle. Yeah, I mean, is this like is like is this like the weenie whistle? You know that uh, <laughs> Judge Reinhold was blowing on, or what? <laughs> and, 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 make and Santa, then like, make Santa Claus show up, or what? And then and then they they spend all this time showing us what an asshole the dad is, and then at the end he's just right. like he wants to become the hero. Like, yes, they, I know, like right? <laughs> well, I guess he's okay because it, it was it wasn't possessed so, by any yeah. It, yeah. And another another thing I got to talk about it pissed. It was so easy just to defeat this key demon. Yeah, hell yeah, it was like literally. Did it, it, it just push pushed him or what? What happened? Just pushed him into yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Service. She just pushed him and he was gone. And the thing is that all of a sudden, Elise started getting superpowers because she, I think she was the Jedi too, bro. Because she opened that gate with her hand, like <laughs> yeah. she just, she just <laughs> and it was broom. So maybe she was the little kid with the broom, and it's all connected at the end. There you and, go. Well, and, it, it was just <laughs> his his one weakness happens to be this whistle that that she happened to <laughs> give to her brother. Whistle. That like, was what dumb, the- man. 
And then what yeah. about like this this dad David Robinson or whatever? What was his name again? This guy, uh, the, the 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 brother when he's old. Um, he hasn't oh. he hasn't been in that house for like 50, 60 years. All of a sudden, he wants to go find that little whistle. Like like right. Yeah, he, he wants to come back and find the fucking whistle. He doesn't want to talk to his sister at all. <laughs> he wants to come back and find the goddamn whistle. <laughs> it's just stupid. Well, and you, what and a you, bad movie, huh? And you know they, they're setting up the next one with the with the niece taking over. You guys know that's what's going to happen. Oh, no, I please, hope not. No. Because she has the what gift. they looked like. They were like literally generic blonde. Yeah, they and, had no charisma right? either. Like they had no <laughs> charisma. I kind of like that movie White Chicks, huh? Yeah, it was exactly like White Chicks. I, like- I, I just I just have this feeling there's going to be another Insidious and they're going to bring the, the niece oh. with that with the gift. Wait a minute. I know who we need to bring in to direct the next Insidious. Damon Wayans. That's, <laughs> that's the direction this shit's going. Well, that is the direction that it's going because this one certainly wasn't a horror movie. I mean, it had some creepy stuff in it-ish. But yeah. I mean, the majority of the story uh, was not horror at all. What about the fact? What about the fact that there's a, a murder happening in the in the middle of the movie, and like that detective comes off for like two seconds, and then nobody talks about it anymore. Like that's like that's it. Nobody brings up the fact that a, a man's head got crushed, and I think the. This, this, oh yeah! This has got to be the dumbest detective in the history of the world because he believes, <laughs> like, 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 at least, at least tells them what happened, right? Which is which is all supernatural, <laughs> and he's like, hmm, okay. But they're they're <laughs> in the interrogation room. Yeah, it's like, like, it's like, oh my god, and he's like, what? What is it? What? Oh, it's gone off. <laughs> Yeah, so I think he did. The, I think hey, he didn't does, want to fuck with her no more. Why does he the, just kind of left it alone? Why does the de- why does the demon or whatever have key, keys on the fingers? I mean, did they ever explain that? What no. what's the point of the keys? I, I, okay. I didn't understand that either because he's supposed to be able to unlock the doors in the further. Right. He didn't unlock any doors. <laughs> well, that was, he, like, that was why he needed her, but oh, I don't know oh. why he needed her if he had keys for fingers. <laughs> and another thing I have a problem with uh, that I've had a lo- problem with a lot of movies is there were scenes in the trailer that was not in the movie. Yeah, um, I know. There's oh, really? a lot of like, like creepy. The, little, the ball, the candy yeah. or whatever. There's, yeah. None of that was in the movie. Well, and then okay, here's here's where the red face guy comes in, and he just like pops into the corner of a fucking window, right? Like oh, he pops he pops goddamn Mortal Kombat when you uppercut somebody. <laughs> Whoopee! And you could and you could tell they didn't even try to make him look like the one from the first one. Like it was just some oh. dude that was serious? like like hanging out, <laughs> and it was like he just kind of. It's creeps terrible, his face, man. but it's like a fatter dude, like, like a fatter demon, like he was in the Jesse Plemons diet or something. <laughs> like, dude, was... that's not Matt Damon. Fuck <laughs> this movie. <laughs> oh, man. And, and it was so stupid because unlike James Wong, where he knows how to stage his, his scares, like this guy at the end, right. he starts focusing on the spider web, bro. And I'm uh-huh. I, everybody, everybody that's watched these kind of films were like two steps ahead of him, which is always bad. So I'm just there waiting for, okay, give it whatever. And then all of a sudden that you know, that fat demon comes out with his fat face and then just comes, you know, and that's it. And it's like, fuck, come on. And they did that whole fan service thing where she gets that phone call. Dalton, Dalton. Right. Oh yeah. That was terrible. Uh, <laughs> it was terribly acted. Oh, and then your, your, your part in the tunnel when she was looking through the suitcases, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? She <laughs> You're in a to- creepy ass place. 
Why do you need to open all the goddamn suitcases right here? Can you not maybe pull them out of the fucking tunnel first? Oh, you know, you know what? I, you know what I will say though, guys. <laughs> hey, no, for for real, guys. I will say this: when back when she was the little kid at the beginning part that Philip said was the only good part of the movie, uh, her mom was pretty hot. <laughs> oh, yeah, am I right? <laughs> She's pretty yeah. hot when she came back and whooped the demon's ass too. Like pretty, pretty. I wish pretty I had a dog with Viking, Viking chick or something, right? Am I, I don't right? know what the I don't know what the filmmaker's trying to say with the dog whistle and a woman being subservient to it. <laughs> That's between him and dog whistle. I don't know. Um, so yeah, she she was very pretty, but the thing uh, is, like, it was just. Uh, I mean, when she when she got killed, and it's like. Isn't there consequences for this? Shouldn't at least have like there was no investigation. Like she didn't go. She didn't go to juvenile detention. Like there's no, like there's all these murders. Nobody fucking cares, right? You know, <laughs> what about the fact that we learned in the, at the end of the film that there was a living woman who was a complete stranger in the house the whole time. You know, and she was alive. Yeah, and and the, try to keep them from them. You know, it's like you know, so so it's like that's stupid, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, I have it happened twice. Fucking the Ted Garza guy had a a, a live woman well, in there. You know what? You know what? This this actually could have been a good movie from the fir- from the first scene. Like Philip was saying, that that first scene was actually pretty well done. And then when when she gets to the ear, right, all the shit with getting the fucking mystery machine and all that for seven hundred dollars and all that bullshit, that sucked. They could have edited that out. They could have edited all that out and just had every Lin, Sh- Lin Shay and the two guys show up, and then and they said, "Oh, this ain't a ghost. This is a real person." And then they could have just ended the movie right there. Well, you know what there I mean? you go. That would have been a better movie. <laughs> Am I right? And, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you it, know, I, I thought that those guys were actually a little bit funny. I mean, I, I, no, that, that dude is stereotypical. And the guy from Fargo. Yeah, well, he plays like the stereotypical booger character. Is what I like to call it. That, well, that, but, uh, yeah, that is his gimmick. He does that in all the movies. But uh, and 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 they were funny. They just didn't fucking fit in this movie at all. Like, why do you have them in a horror movie? It's it's and 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 it wasn't even. Yes, they were funny, but they they've actually been funnier right. in part one. Even in part three, they were very. Yeah. Funny, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah. that, that 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 Fargo guy had that fucking Mr. T Mohawk going on it in part three, and you know it was it was pretty funny. But in mm-hmm. in this one, like like that it's whole sleazy, like that whole subplot with the girls that were. I, yeah. I think, uh, I think they're supposed to be. Man. Now I'm looking at their their Wikipedia. They're supposed to be. I think they're supposed to be older than what they are or appear to be. But I, in I, real. I, Oh, yeah. in, one, in real life, one is thirty-one and the other's twenty-nine. Yeah, but they did look it. <laughs> God damn, those act, those actors are thirty-one and twenty-nine. They look old as fuck. Yeah, they <laughs> they, they they. Oh no! Well, no, even that, you're you're girls. hitting on a girl who's probably fifteen. <laughs> no, he's talking about the girls. Brian's talking about the girls. Oh, okay. Oh, God damn, okay. And, and that's the opposite. They, they, they are. They look. Well, they look kind of young. Okay. Yeah, they look like. Yeah, because I'm I'm cream. thinking of. I'm thinking about it now because uh, Bruce Davidson wasn't he supposed to be like sixty, yeah, sixty-five? So they can't be his teenage daughters. And the thing, like, like you know what? Then why are they still? Why are there? they still living at home? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because Bruce Davidson, you know, his dad kind of whooped them for years. But the thing, 
God damn. We got some weird dynamics going on with this family. What was the what was the other douchey scene? Oh yeah, yeah, when 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 Elise tells the the Spence and Tucker I shouldn't have abandoned him. I left him with a real monster. You know, my dad. Uh, Come on. We, you we, don't have to tell us what the real monster it, is, you know? Make it more obvious. <laughs> oh, God. And, no, it's, it's just so comedic how they squashed the beef, like, between Bruce Davidson yeah, and, and Elise. Like, terrible. Terrible, like, like First of all, let, let, let's try to... Put, put ourselves in their shoes. Everything that Elise would have told us would have sounded like bullshit. That doesn't right. erase the fact that you ran off when you were like 12 and I never fucking saw you again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so fuck that. I don't believe you. That's like how the, the, the real human emotion would have been. But this fucking guy was like, oh, I forgive you. I'm sorry I left you. Yeah. And then he goes, I'm sorry I left you a few years. It was like 60 years that you didn't see this bra. <laughs> no, fuck 60 you, years. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not like she Almost, left hey. like, years ago it was oh, 60 Jesus. fucking years props to her for carrying a movie it was just wow. a bad one <laughs> I'd, rather just... go, I'd rather go back and watch season two of fargo instead sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's the only other thing i can think of that this guy's been in and, and then they, they, they made so many weird things out of so many different shots like that like that bus that they bought is does that have anything to do does that have anything to do with anything? With I don't think that buzz was in part one, right? I mean, I don't remember. No, that. no, no. He bought it, didn't he? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. It didn't. Yeah, like, 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 like they 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 spent so much time on that that it's it's irrelevant because it has no connection to anything. And then when they leave, like they focus on that on that hospital. Like we're supposed to know where it's at. Maybe maybe I I missed something. Maybe we are supposed to be connected to something. But it just it just it just kind of stays in that shot of the hospital. And it's like okay, well I don't know what the fuck's going on here. You know but what? but uh. It's just a fucked up ass movie. Pedro, you're gonna you're gonna talk me into changing this down to a half a coin, aren't you? Man, Jesus! <laughs> this is it's definitely gonna, gonna end up no, on the bottom I'll list. It, I'll give it a one for for Phillips' opening scene. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the only reason I gave it a three. We should have walked out of the theater as soon as that scene was over, right? Oh, I know. There were so many times. Okay, here uh, I love I love movies, right? I, I'll sit through just about anything. Uh, maybe not so much as Brian does, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not. Hey, you're not like Patrick with Star Wars. Let's put it that way, right? Oh, well, yeah. But there were so many times during this movie where I was like, "Oh my god, when is it going to be over?" Like every time they ended with a scene and then it popped back up with Elise and she's talking again, I was like, "Fuck!" I thought that was the last scene. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And there ain't no way. Does it, did anybody stick around to see if there was a stinger at the end? No. As soon as Chris started rolling, I like, oh, yeah. fuck this. I'm out. The <laughs> and door. there probably was, because there kind of was at the, at, the, at the end of the first one. Yeah, I really didn't care. <laughs> well, see, like, like, like with me, like I was uh, – so I was in the theater when you guys, when you guys uh, hit me up on – well, you guys were having conversations with everybody. And it's like, okay, I'll be ready in 20 minutes. And I and I snuck up my phone and I saw that and I'm like this fucking movie's still going on, man. Just <laughs> like fuck. So so as soon as you you know I, we know all the beats as as movie watchers, right? As soon as I knew the ending was gonna come, which is that right. fucking close up of the spider web, I got up and I just went to the to the lobby area just to kind of hear or listen to the final scene, and then I bolted out of there. But I couldn't wait to get out of there, man. It just, it just dragged and dragged. Sure, you know it's it, it's like and then like. Did anybody, did anybody, and I know, I understand this isn't Lin Shay's fault or nothing. She's just an older woman. But mm-hmm. that hole in her throat was really distracting. Like, <laughs> there, there, there was that, like, like, 
there was a focus of her like crying when when Bruce Davidson didn't want anything to do with her, and like the, she had like a hole on her throat that just mm. kept on sinking deeper and deeper. I thought the key guy had already gotten a hold of her by that point. <laughs> Maybe he did. Why was that He's his ability, five. by the way, to just like lock people's voice box? Like I don't understand what the hell he did. Know, that was weird, man. That's that was weird. <laughs> And wasn't the town called Five Keys, Indiana, or something like that? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes. Oh man! <laughs> horrible, horrible movie. So uh, again, uh, how how do we find K Fabulous Lucha Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> On Kingdom101.com. <laughs> so what are hey? Why don't you and Brian talk wrestling for a little bit, man? What are the what are the big uh, wrestling matches going on? Like, is there a well, any, uh, any kind of like a, a WrestleMania coming up or anything like that? Well, we just had one. We had the Wrestle Kingdom twelve. Brian, were you were you able to watch any of that? Yeah, I didn't watch all of it, but I did. I did watch the Kenny Omega Chris Jericho. Oh, that was a great match. Well, yeah, well that yes. show goes about seven hours, so you have to kind yeah. of from beginning to end. Um, it was a great show, top to bottom. I mean, everything delivered, and and uh, and the main event was also very good. So that's pretty much what, what's going on right now. That's what got the wrestling world talking is this Wrestle Kingdom twelve, and then we're 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 getting ready for the Royal Rumble, which is three weeks from now. So they're gonna have two Royal Rumbles this year, the women and the men. So uh, that's gonna be interesting. Brian, do you have any predictions as far as who's gonna win the Royal Rumble? Uh, uh the women. I don't know. I got to type. Probably Oscar. Well, I thought because, um, okay, so Ronda Rousey is coming in, right? Oh. So I thought she could win. And then Oscar wins the title from Alexa Bliss, which is kind of, they've already been teasing that. And then you have your big WrestleMania match right there. That's where I, th- I thought they were going. And then as far as the the men's side, you can't have Roman Reigns win the Rumble because it's in Philadelphia and they're going to shit all over it. So mm-hmm. I figure you have um, uh, Nakamura and then it'll be Nakamura and AJ at, at WrestleMania. So those, those mm-hmm. are my predictions. Yeah, I, I'll go with that. That that sounds about right. But you know, you know they, they'll change something the night of. and Yeah, exactly. And also, but whatever they do, they can't have Roman Reigns winning because um, uh, so so for you, Lance, I know you don't watch, Phil, Phil I don't know if you watch or not, but they have the, this guy Roman Reigns, right, who, who, okay. who the, the WWE has been trying to push as their big baby face good guy for like the last I don't know, three, four years. Mm. And so he, he's the, like the new John Cena, huh? Yeah, well, that's what they want him to be. The new Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Steve Austin. What, what, uh, the, the guy, he he looks the, a little like Aquaman. Yeah, it looks <laughs> yeah. like Aquaman. <laughs> okay. and, and the bass is from Metallica. But um, the thing is, yeah. so so, but the, the, the funny thing about that is that the, the audience has completely rejected him. They regurgitated this guy. They don't want – the audience is not accepting what the WWE wants to give us, which, oh, which, no which, shit. which has can, never can happened. That, ha- that can actually Ooh. happen in wrestling? Land. Lance, it's let me put it like this: This guy in real life, he's he's cousins with The Rock. Okay. Yeah. They had The Rock come out once time with him, and they booed The Rock. That never oh, happened. Oh wow! Oh, shit. Yeah. Actually, that was at the Royal Rumble two years ago. So yeah. Yes. It, it was, oh. uh, so so that that's why that's why it's interesting right now because right now, okay. So what happened was that 
wrestling lost popularity. It's lost a lot of popularity over over the last, I would say, five to seven years. And okay. what's, what's going on is that you have this domino effect where all you're li- all you're left with is the hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. Now the hardcore fans, they're 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 known what we call in the business as smart marks or smart fans, where they 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 read the newsletters, they know who's getting pushed, quote unquote, which is a term to use where the company you know makes the wrestler the top star. Right. Um. So so. As as the hardcore fans are taking over, because a lot of the casuals are no longer there, they're more they're more voiceless. They 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 voice their opinion louder when they don't agree with the result of a match, or where they don't agree with who's getting the wins or who's getting the losses. Okay. So this has cre- created this weird dynamic that we're in right now. We've never been in this situation before in the history of wrestling, where like the audience is kind of dictating where wow. where where they gotta go. Wow. But. The WWE is they're, they're they're set on this Roman Reigns. They want this guy to be the the flag bearer for the company, and it's like no, the, the audience doesn't want him. So right now there's this push and pull effect, and every time this guy gets a win on television, they boo the shit out of him, and it's awkward because I'm not the <laughs> what's what's his name? What's his name? Roman Roman Reigns. Uh, how do you uh, like R E I N S? They always have to spell their names fucked up because okay. they want the trademark. So. So anyway, oh, okay, all right. I think I've seen this dude before. Yeah, see, that's when you know that that you're a good, you're a good example, Lance. That's when you know that wrestling ain't hot. If you don't know the number one attraction, that means right. that wrestling ain't hot right now. The moment that you know who's who's on top right now, it's like okay, wrestling's hot because if it hits the non-fan like automatically, right. then you know. Like but the fact house, that you're household name, like I, I I was able to spit out like uh, John Cena, yeah, and uh, The Rock. Hulk yeah, Hogan, you know, there you go. and those and John Cena's kind of like he's kind of like being pushed, like faced out a little. He's still there, but he's not <laughs> right. It does, the, the company doesn't revolve around him anymore because he's getting older, and you know it's time we have a new guy. But you know, Kevin, uh, Roman Reigns is not the guy. Okay. So, anyway, so that's what's going on in wrestling right now. I kind I kind of like looking at the uh, the divas. Well, that's every. I mean, you and me both. I there's uh, there's my, my wife watches Dancing with the Stars, and there's one chick that was on. Uh, damn, she's hot. Yeah, Nikki Bella. Yeah, she was. She's yes, actually engaged yes. with Cena. Yeah, John Cena's wife, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's what's fiance. Her name? What's her name again? Nikki Bella. Nikki. Yeah, N I K I or K A I. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, looking at her. And there's a twin. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 two of them, Lance. Any chance of getting a, a, a porno anytime soon here? Or? <laughs> that's the, that's very straightforward right there. <laughs> um, so so they are twins, but they look nothing alike. That's what okay. I'll say about, about those. Really, um, that's unusual. Well, surgically, they look nothing. Yeah, alike. that's what I'm. That's <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, so that's pretty much what's going on as far as, as you say, porno, quote unquote. Um, yeah, they, divas tend to be a little promiscuous, and they they tend to have their phones where they shouldn't be, and people have gotten a hold of their iClouds, and there there's stuff out there on on particular divas if that's what you want. Sure, why not? <laughs> where, do, where do I go? <laughs> that I don't know. So <clears throat> okay, all right. Well, the but, one chick, uh, China, China got into porno for a while, remember? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's like, using I the term. call it that. I think she was uh, the She-Hulk, right? In the in a, a porn parody of the Avengers? No, I'm serious, guys. <laughs> Wasn't she? Yeah, but yeah, she, she, she needed some money there in her later years. Right. She's since passed, she has since passed away, though. She passed away like two, three years ago, I think. Yeah, I heard about that, man. 
But you know what? A lot of these wrestlers, uh, not not to go off too much on a tangent from talking about the last key, <laughs> but a lot of these uh, wrestlers get it. Get into, I mean, they start out with steroids, right? But then don't they get into a lot of uh, uh, cocaine and different drugs like that that, that causes a lot of health uh, yeah, problems? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what, 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 what it is is that, you know, wrestling is a daily, it's a daily thing. Like, you know, it's not like... It's not like boxing or MMA where you train for one big fight. Like you, you could train for three big fights in a year. Right. Uh, wrestling is a carnival show. It's 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 like the Harlem Globetrotters. It goes from city to city to city. To, it, they're they're just basically basically traveling gypsies is what they are. Mm-hmm. And so that ring, I, I've been in a in a fair number of rings in my time. Those rings are not soft, man. Those rings are hard. You see what I'm saying? So okay. yeah. When, when you're getting sl- you're getting slammed every night and punched, and a couple of those punches go through, and you get potatoed. You, you're you're in a lot of pain. So at night, when you're trying to go to bed, you can't go to bed because you're hurting. So what you do is you start abusing pain pills and you start abusing sleeping pills. Okay. Now a lot of the times your flight is booked to go out at six in the morning. So what happens when you 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 know? First of all, you just came off a show, and you're 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 amped up because yeah, it's a you're show. Yeah, you're amped up. Sure. So so you go to the hotel. So so you're probably gonna go to a bar and drink, and then you're gonna go to the hotel and take a couple pain pills, and then you're gonna have to you need a sleeping aid. Well, at this point, it's like two in the morning. You gotta be up at five to catch your plane. So at that point, you need a little bit of uh, you need you need some uppers. So you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take a line of coke, and then you're gonna go catch your plane. And it's like right. a like a it's like a rat race that never ends. So eventually, <laughs> you so, paint a vivid picture, man. Yeah, so eventually it's like these guys end up becoming me- – they're all a mess because at the end when their career's over, they're addicts, and, and you know they can't adjust to everyday life because they've been on the road for 10 years, and right. it, it, makes, it makes it very difficult for them to kind of adapt to normal life. And a lot of them don't, and they just become wrecks until they die, and a lot of them do die young, unfortunately. Yeah, well – There's a horror movie. That that is a, well. Well, you know what? I mean, the, the movie "The Wrestler" with Mickey Rourke—that's yeah. a great—that's a great representation sure. of a life of a wrestler. I implore anybody that that wants to. I mean, it's very simplistic because you know the the life of a wrestler. You you could do a, an entire season of television, but but if you want to get right. an introduction right. of what it is, watch the wrestler. That that was a great film that really understood what it's like to be a wrestler. Kind of like the real deal, huh? Yeah, exactly. And then and then even besides the drugs, forget about everything I just told you. There's also the fame aspect. A lot of these guys they can't they can't have a regular job because they were so used to like the nor- notoriety and and you know the fame that once once that's gone, that's another thing they have a hard time adjusting to. Well, before uh go, to go on a different topic, before we sign out, I got to give a quick shout out to our boy Patrick who gave us so much fucking bullshit about The Last Jedi. This guy, You're wrong, Patrick. It's amazing. Raked, he raked us over the coals. He told us how wrong we were. He took his he took his dick and slapped us all in the face with it about how, oh my shitty, God. He, about how shitty The Last Jedi is. Patrick, what happened to your Kansas City team in football today, brother? Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Oh, shit. What happened? Tennessee Titans? What? Who? Huh? They're in the playoffs? Philip, you Playoffs? Philip, you saw the game, right? <laughs> um, I didn't see the game. I just saw the uh I saw that they came back from like an eighteen point deficit or something stupid. And uh, uh a team that probably shouldn't even have been in playoffs in the, to begin with. 
against a, a, a pretty damn good Kansas City Chiefs team. Yeah, a really and, uh, good Kansas yeah. City Chiefs team. <laughs> so that was that was a surprise kick in the nuts. Wow. So so all three of you liked The Last Jedi, right? We loved it. Yeah. We loved, loved it, man. Uh, holy shit. Well, what about you? Oh, you're a hater? Are you a no, 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 no! I'm <laughs> Jesus. I I could feel your guns blazing already, man. No, 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 no. Look, I'm not a. I, I think I think both extremes are are kind of they're kind of wrong. I think I think the I, I'm I'm kind of uh, I was just a little underwhelmed, but I am not a hater. I understand why people enjoyed it, but at the same time, if you're if you're over the moon with it. Give me a break on that too, and I know you guys are. So just, it's like it's like the movie had a lot of faults, like it really did. Right? Was it as bad as everybody says it was? No, it wasn't. It was it was it was a good Star Wars film. It was it was um, certainly not as bad as some of these guys are making it out to be. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, at the end of the day, when you're a fanboy, you get so invested in this world that when you don't get what you want, you you you're gonna you're gonna start lashing out. You know, you're gonna start pouting, and and I see that, and that that that's also the wrong reaction. But you also can sit there and say, okay, well, they didn't do anything wrong with this film because there was a lot of things wrong with this film. Like even even fundamentally, like I got a question for you guys. So there's a scene where, um, and I'm not gonna break it down because we don't have time. This is just one of the scenes no, that bothered. We got all the time in the world, man. So there's oh, this... I suddenly haven't a lot of extra time now. Let's go. So, so there's a scene. There's a scene where where Ray is in the at the end where she's in the Melinda Falcon with Chewie, and she comes and helps out the rebellion or whatever or the uh, or the whatever the fuck they're called now. They switch names: Resistance Rebellion. So the thing is, um, all of us. She comes in early on when, when right after the whole uh, Luke scene where he where he does his shoulder, which is so. Luke would never do that, but I'm not gonna go that route. Nah, he just did. He just did that for fun, man. He just okay. did that for fun. Well, you can't. I, I don't know. I feel you can be you can't retconning. Say Luke would never do that, man. He's he he changes too, you know. You're not gonna so, retcon a character 38 years later. It's so, just a, it's he's different. So check it out. Anyway, so so all of us. So Ray comes in. She helps out. And then she fucking gets lost for the remainder of the movie because that because when they come back to her, she's looking for the where the fuck they went. Like, don't you see some uh, uh, ATVs or whatever the fuck those things are called? <laughs> you were just blasting them like like a minute ago, and then you vanish from the movie. And then when you come back, you're like, "Where, Chewie? Where? You know, you, she can't find them." And then she sees the fucking cave or whatever, and then and then boom, 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 whatever, right? Okay, yeah. But, but th- th- I just have an issue with with the fun fundamental thing like that, that that's just bad filmmaking in my opinion that's nothing to do with the story like i don't care about these fanboys talking shit about luke because i agree with you guys you know um i, I have a, i have degrees in psychology and i understand that in in 30 years guess what people people change all right that, that that's just that's just the fact of life however mm-hmm. you saw the world 30 years ago is not how you're going to see it 30 years from now so the so the fact that he was a little darker and the fact that he did things that he didn't do in jedi um, it shouldn't. It, it's it's part of storytelling. People evolve or devolve. Take your pick. So that that, that that's not a big issue with me. Well, the big issue with me is little little fundamental aspects of the story that 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 Ryan Johnson, as a filmmaker, he didn't he didn't do right. You know, like like even with the even when when uh, when Dameron introduces himself to Ray, like at the end of Force Awakens, they're like standing right there next to each other. Now I do understand because this happened to all of us in life that we could be working next to somebody in a cubicle for ten years. <laughs> and, I don't think that was it though. I think and, you may and, be right. It could be an oversight, man. And and, and, and we will we'll never introduce ourselves, right? Like you could be working next to somebody for thirty. But but so I. 
I'll let that one go. But but I could even throw that one in there as a fundamental mistake. Like little things like that that, that mm-hmm. showed to me this is the way I see it. I feel like Ryan Johnson he went in there just – first of all, I don't think I, – sometimes I wonder if he even saw The Force Awakens, uh, to be honest with you. Oh, come on, uh, dude. That's <laughs> rough, dude. You, you and Patrick, man. <laughs> Y'all need to get a run. Oh, they, they, oh like, like, I, <laughs> like I mean, like, <laughs> like, dude, they were standing right there at the end of Force Awakens. Know, Why the dude, fuck? Listen, no, nah, come on, dude. That could not have been an oversight by all the producers and all the people involved in these big-budget movies. You think that slipped past everybody, Pedro? Don't get me started on the Mary Poppins scene, bro, because that really upset me. Uh, like, oh, I was fine with that. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a problem Leia, with that. Huh? I see what you're talking about with the uh, coming back around and, you know, where the fuck did they go for the rest of the fight thing, though. And then, <laughs> and then the Finn where he, like, is somehow the only little vehicle to make it all the way to the end and then rose crashes into him yeah and uh and somehow they're like sitting there having a conversation without the whole first order annihilating them and and, and then like general movie like general hugs like he became part of the three stooges in part two (laughs) i mean yeah last jedi and then you compare him to force awakens where he was this badass fucking hitlerish kind of dictator Including a speech that I swear was taken out of fucking 1943 Germany and shit, if you you know, which was pretty awesome. And and he had the biggest turn, like as far as like me thinking that Ryan Johnson didn't give a fuck about the mythology previously established, because that is not the general hugs that we were introduced to. He just created that new character. Um, and I think this is what concerns me. I think ever since Thor kind of got big, because mm-hmm. Thor got big you know with the yuck yuck thing sure. i hope this i hope disney doesn't think that that's the way all these movies have to be now because i, feel like, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be a joke from now on huh yeah uh, like, i i think i think that we're gonna learn a whole lot more about this movie once episode nine comes out and everything gets tied together yeah? and and all the people that are hating on this one are gonna be like oh man they set that up perfectly well, I hope well, you're right. Because again, I, I, right, I, I, I was just indifferent. My only thing about those haters, though, is that if you know if you know anything about humans' egos, is that they will not allow themselves to believe that. So they're still going to be hating on it no matter what. They've already oh, yeah. mind. And if any admission that they were wrong about the Last Jedi, <laughs> it's an admission that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, which their ego will not allow them to say. So, so they'll make all kinds of excuses. It's just weird that they split J.J. Abrams up in the middle of this, you know, like because uh, regardless of what happens, I mean, I, I feel like uh, he's even if this last one is really kick-ass, they're going to be like, ah, oh, well, yeah, the Last Jedi sucked because it was a different director, and then. Uh, you know, he's got his own trilogy going and people are going to hate that. But, you know, they're going to pay money to see it anyway. But still. Well, 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 here's the thing, though, is that he wasn't the original director. The original director was the last the, the last world guy and he got fired. Um, so so um, I'm thinking uh, did this guy have it? Did, did the, the last world guy did he have issues with with Ryan Johnson and where he was taking it because Ryan Johnson is kind of a dick, bro. He literally gave whoever was gonna direct part three nothing to work with. Is he that just, true? And, is that true? Yeah, look, look, look. The original uh, JJ was oh, not Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, Colin Trevor was the original right. director. He, he left last year. He no said, "Fuck shit. this." So, so again, it was supposed to be JJ, Ryan Johnson, and Colin Trevorrow as the three guys. And I'm thinking, see, I didn't that, know, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, there's a lot of drama with all this dude, shit. We gotta and, have you on every every week, dude. <laughs> you educate us uh, a thousand times and, over, and, man. And so, well, and hold on, hold on, Colin, Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, just yeah. go to the Lost World and then... right now. He's a hack too, bro. So we didn't lose much. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this the fucking asshole that did Jurassic World? Yeah, well, I said the Lost World. I said, yeah, Jurassic uh, you know, World. Okay, okay, that movie fucking sucked, dude. <laughs> Well, that that's what I'm saying. We didn't do so much. So, he did, so he did what? He did one indie movie called Safety Not Guaranteed that was okay. The guy from uh, Creep was in it. That was cool. Yeah, that was a yeah, good movie. And Aubrey uh, Aubrey Plaza was in it, right? I like how I like how you you the, you said Jay Duplass. You or you have like all kinds of options to choose from, and yeah, you said yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. From, the guy from Creep. Okay, which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying though, right? Okay, yeah. That um, movie was so, actually pretty good. Safety Not Guaranteed was good. And so was Creep and Creep 2. Hey, um, very good, very good. But Jurassic World? Nah, fuck that movie. And fuck <laughs> the... So so there's been a lot of drama. Um, And then, like, I don't like that whole, like, left-wing fucking, you know, liberal agenda that we had. Like, we get it. Rich people are bad. They, they sell weapons to fucking, you know... Corrupt uh, politicians don't eat animals. Don't fucking hurt the animals. Uh, you're uh, talking about Benicio De- del Toro's character. No, no, well, I'm talking about that whole like, and I think that's Kathleen Kennedy because she's kind of like she wants that whole female empowerment thing to get started up real good. And it's like, all right, we get it. You, know, you don't have to force feed us all this fucking, you know, liberals agenda you have well, here. Hey, you know, female, female empowerment, liberal or otherwise, was big in 2017, brother. You can't you can't argue with that. I mean, oh, yeah, that, that's, think that's the, true. You know, the movies that came out in 2017, there were there were a lot of women on top. Let me put it to you that way. <laughs> that you is right? true. That is true. But at the same time, in order to be a good storyteller, you know, you have to run these. You have to run the heroes through the ringer in order for them to rise up. That's the, that, that's the hero's journey in any story ever told. Right. So you know, this Ray character is like. Like I understand she lost her parents and all that, which pretty much got blown off in this film. Like whatever, it was like a whatever line. It wasn't even even though that was built up, it was like a. Th- and I understand they might come back to that in part three if if Kylo was fucking lying. But mm-hmm. well, where's her arc? Like she has no arc. Like you know, she's just there now. She's just a character in the movie now. There's no arc for her anymore. You right. know, there's, there there is no arc for Finn anymore. Finn should have died in that scene going into the fucking. That would have been. I kind of wish he did. That's yeah, his perfect I'm sorry. I, I like I like Finn. I like I like that character. I, I, I mean you like him as a character, but the, his original story arc, what is there for him to do anymore other than be a character in a movie and finding reasons for him to be around? He used to have this yeah. dilemma about whether he was uh you know, FN whatever, which was a stormtrooper, or, or mm-hmm. to be a hero, right? And then when he met this is one thing I did like about the Last Jedi. When he met DJ, which was Benicio's character, he kind of right. learned. He kind of learned that you could be ambiguous because sometimes you got to do what you got to do to survive. So, so that 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 kind of so Finn kind of realized that. And then when he was going to sacrifice himself, Rose kind of told him, "Well, sometimes you got to do things out of love." There, there is no. He was trying so hard to have a definition of what a hero is, and that's what that's what the Force Awakens and the first half of this film was about. But now that they've established that, and he killed his own, he killed. Phasma, you know, which, which was his, which was another thing that was bullshit. This Phasma was his trainer. That was, and and this fucking guy just killed, like you know. Anyways, so yeah, and she so, did, she didn't get much <laughs> screen time, did? Yeah. No, but I just it, it was it was way too even of a fight 
for the experience of both Fasma and Finn. You know, Finn was a, a, a student of hers. He shouldn't. But I, I will give him credit that it was kind of like a like a low blow that kind of got rid of her. It was not like she he he took her out by himself. All so right, the way you're talking, I'm going to give you Patrick's phone number. Hold on, I'm I'm sending you Patrick's phone number right now because you two need to get a room, man. I'm telling you, dude. You well, I can definitely see all the downfalls. All Star Wars, man. No, 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 I mean, to, to be fair, though, like Finn, I have really no interest in what his character does from here on out. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still very invested in, in Ray and Poe and all those. And I'm so I, – I hope to God that they bring something with Snoke into, uh, into Episode you 9. Don't, you don't care what happens to, what happens to Finn at this point? Nah, I really don't, man. Ah, come on, dude. He's a like, I mean, story, they, man. They might, they might do something pretty cool, but he's been sort of a side plot. Well, I now think. he's going to be a totally different character, man. Now he's going to yeah. develop into something new. Watch. He's not developing. He's not some faith. He needs some sort of tie-in. He's got to be like. Uh, uh, oh, I, I, I hope he's not Lando's kid. He better not be Lando's kid. No, Lando's kid. Oh, Lando's he might be Lando's son. kid. Nah, come. That's <laughs> way too fan servicey. Oh no, I'd love that. <laughs> Little Lando, huh? Lando Junior. Mace Windu. So, 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 uh, from 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 what everybody says, this Han movie Solo is it's a big mess production wise. That's what and, I've uh, heard. And then it's funny because they're actually going to release it in May. So we're only like four, four months away from it. And right. the thing about that is that their Avengers is coming out during that time, which I'm very excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're going to sacrifice it to the movie gods. I think they're going to throw it out in May and they're going to say, look, well, Avengers came out. It's not our fault. And then that's it. That's going to be their excuse. <laughs> that's going to be their excuse of why fucking Han Solo is going to underperform. No. Because why, why, why didn't they keep the original November date like they had been doing over the last two, three years? They just, that's what I said. <clears throat> and then it's like, the Han Solo character, if anybody knows about Star Wars, that character only works in doses. You can't, you can't, I don't see... That's like, what I, I was concerned with. I, I, it's like, I don't know if you guys watch The Office, but you can't have a whole movie with fucking Dwight Schrute. He only comes in and out in doses, and it's like, okay, that's that's cool, you know? It's the same thing with Han Solo. It's like, you know, he's witty, he's he's charming, he comes in with the one-liners, and he steps off, you know? And, mm-hmm. and when you, If you're gonna do an entire movie around him, I could, I, first of all, I think he's gonna hurt the 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 you know the legacy of han solo and second of all he's gonna kind of get annoying like he's gonna get fucking annoying after a while i just hope they 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 still at least feature the force even though in a new hope he says you know that he's been across the galaxy and never seen anything about the force um (laughs) and uh i i I think the hell out of this now right they need to contribute <laughs> something to the Star Wars universe, I think. Oh, well, no. this schedule, this schedule's rough. They got Deadpool oh, yeah. two the week after. Hey, that movie pass, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I, 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 I was talking about I was talking about box office for Solo. They got. Well, they got. No, my I, theory. We get you. Hey, the good news is Clint Howard's going to be in it. <laughs> That's always good for for a horror That's movie. Of Maybe he can play a little bald alien child, huh? Like the ice uh, the, the Star Trek episode, right? Yeah. Oh, he also did that Twilight Zone episode where he was like a little boy genius in the eighties. Oh, the that's right. That's right. I forgot about that one. 
I think that episode is called The Boy Who Could Predict Earthquakes. That's literally the, the title yeah, of the episode. that sounds about right, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I know I saw, I came off like a hater. I'm not. I As a popcorn movie, as, I had a good time watching The Last Jedi. I have no problems with it. You know, as far as like whether or not it was a bad film or, you know, it was it was a good, it was an okay movie, you know? It's like, <laughs> it was okay. That's I, I mean, as far as we're going to get you to go. <laughs> brother, it, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't no fucking, uh, the last key fucking insidious. The last, uh, that, that, that's a bad movie. Now All that's right. a bad movie. Well, let me, let me ask, let me ask you, let me ask you this question then. If, if you, uh, if you went to go see The Last Jedi and you thought it was going to go a certain way, were you surprised at least with some of the some of the turns they made toward the end of it? Yeah, no, I mean I was surprised during the Snoke scene. Like like and it was very well shot and it was like the oh, way, yeah. way he got cut in half and it was just you know that that was awesome. And then that's that, one of the most kick ass scenes in Star Wars history. And, and then like at the and then and then they started, you know, Kylo and Ray team up for a little bit and you think Kylo's gonna be good, but he actually becomes like the number one villain, which is kinda what I think that's what the last I really love that about that movie. I love how there ain't no fucking around anymore. Like Kylo went all over he went over as far as being the villain. He's the actual villain now. We have an established one. I still feel like you need some secondary villains in there to kind of, you know, get some get something for the secondary characters. Yeah, and but they as, killed off Phasma already. Well, I'm thinking cuz he cuz I feel like episode 9 is going to have the Knights of Ren. Now, I hope. Okay. Yeah, those are those are the Jedi that he took with him when he destroyed Luke's fucking little temple there. So maybe, he, uh, maybe, ah, right, maybe, yes, maybe. Okay, I haven't gone down the YouTube rabbit hole like Phil has, so I don't understand yeah. that I don't have. Um, but but so I feel like we are gonna have another baddie that we haven't seen yet. But then again, I start thinking: Is Episode Nine too late to introduce a new character? And it's like, okay, well, fuck it. But but I'm still gonna be there. I mean, I'm not one of these fucking assholes that say, oh, fuck that. I'm never gonna pay. No, not fuck that. I'm gonna be there opening night. Like I've been there since fucking 1999, like an idiot. Right. <laughs> yeah. We'll, the we'll fans all be of there. We'll all be there for sure. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. You guys ready to wrap up? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so listeners, you got a double episode this week. <laughs> so I think everything. Every time, time. Pedro's on, it's an ex, it, it's an extra long show. That's cool. <laughs> I'm long winded, man. I, I say a lot. Look, dude, man, we we really appreciate you being on, and uh, I mean, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> I hope you're I hope you're at a uh, frightmare, man. Uh, if I, I'm definitely gonna hit you up if I'm there. Definitely. I mean, I, it's it's always a good time. All right. Well, as uh, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on... Where can they follow us, Brian? Uh, you can find a podcast on iTunes, Podbean. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have a Tumblr for some reason, which <laughs> I don't know why. What is a Tumblr? Uh, the Horror Returns. Uh, you could also email us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. All right. If well, there's a follow button, you can follow us. Join our Facebook group. Yeah, the group is awesome. So next week, it's our uh, much-anticipated annual top and bottom five show. And uh, we also introduce a new category, because why not? It's called The Horror Returns. So we got a, ca- a new category for uh, super he- best superhero films of the year, right, Brian? 
Yes, we do. Okay, that's going to change my list. (laughs) Yep, it will. Brian, give us the quick outline, man. Give us the run. Okay, we are going to be about. We are going to give you our top five, our bottom five, which will consist of horror, sci-fi, and thriller. And we'll we'll throw on some honorable and dishonorable mentions, and then we're also going to give you our top three superhero movies our best TV show and our worst TV show and um, kind of our most anticipated for 2018. All right. So let's cover. So Okay. Okay. okay, Real fast for me, it's Logan and worst TV shows, the defenders. That's it. There you, there you have it, man. That's kind of what we're looking. That's what we're talking about. So Logan was uh, awesome. Logan's my first superhero. It might be my first superhero movie of all time. I got to think about that. That might be pretty damn good. Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Not not to give too much away, but I'm sure it'll be somewhere on everybody's list. Am I right, Brian? Yeah, I think and, so. and, and you guys all agree with me that the Defenders was shit, right? No, I yeah. kind of liked it. I was disappointed. I, I didn't know, finish I kinda, it. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> liked it. I like. <laughs> okay, I, I, I enjoyed I, it. I think, I think if they would have did that, the regular, th- I think if they would have did the regular thirteen episodes, <laughs> then I think uh, it would have been shit for me. Favorite because it came out December twenty eighth, so it still counts as Black Mirror season four for me. Oh, there you go, mm. man. Perfect. There you go. All right. Perfect. So we're gonna delay the prisoner episode until probably uh, next month because of uh, Jack Falvey couldn't be available because of the fucking Patriots. <laughs> I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're gonna go to the Super Bowl, and that asshole has season tickets to to every uh, game. So does he? Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, probably be a couple of extra weeks, but we're still going to do it. Um, Pedro, have you ever seen that TV show, The Prisoner, from sixty-seven, sixty-eight? No, I haven't, but I've heard about it. Yeah, it's it's badass, dude. You got to check it out. Oh, I will. Is it, is it streaming anywhere right now? Um, Brian, where did you find it? I'll Should send we, you a link. We'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> okay. So until the horror returns again, fellow. Ooh.